0: Damon. i'm merlin and we're a gay and his envy episode 25 another new episode of a gay and his envy we are so excited to be bringing it to you as we give you all of our thoughts on everything that we are watching on television thank you so much for listening whether you are listening on apple podcast spotify google podcast wherever that may be uh be sure to follow us on all of our social medias whether that's twitter facebook instagram tiktok uh, we post plenty of clips and fun stuff over on there. Um, and, yeah, tell a friend, leave a review, um, give a, give your thoughts on, on everything. Also, if you have any questions for us, be sure to submit them on any of our social medias or by email at nb at gmail.com, and we may actually answer them on a future episode of the podcast. Who knows?
1: Yeah, who knows? We may get bored one day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but we have a lot in store on this week's episode of A Gay and His MB, And we have a lot coming down the pike, too, as well. Yeah, we sure of, do.
1: There's, I mean we got finally got an OC trailer. Oh my god, we got a Rony announcement uh, announcement and date. and date. That's exciting. But before we get to any of that stuff, we we've got next on next week's episode we'll have the premiere of Atlanta. So happy to be back in Atlanta. Love those girls I well, hear it's a really juicy season. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get into it. And yeah, like it's 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 bound to be good. Um and then the week after that, we've got uh the debut of uh Drag Race All Stars 8. That is um, with that new like twist that they're doing this season which I don't still don't I, understand. Okay, so it's real simple. At, is like, it real simple. It, it is. It, it really is. Instead of posting all their all the eliminated queens, instead of having to post their looks to Instagram and it not mean anything, they're going to still have them on the show the looks are going to be visible on the show. Mm -hmm. At the end of the season, people vote for their favorite of the looks. Right. Uh, uh, And whoever wins that of the eliminated Queens at the end of the season, whoever wins that, becomes queen
0: of the fame games
1: yeah queen of the fame games and wins a a smaller cash prize remember but it's so that the eliminated queens aren't gone after one episode and there's no point in posting their looks and they don't have any comp like they don't have any ability to show off the rest of those looks they didn't waste that money
0: and that's great like and i'm and i'm for all for that remember like years ago when Rue had that big interview ran about like participation trophies and how she hates them. And it was very like,
1: (laughs) well, it it also seems like (laughs) it's just given up on that. It also seems like it's the return of the fan favorite fan
0: favorite. Yay. (laughs) We do love that. But no, we're going to be talking about that in in a couple weeks and we're very excited. about.
1: Yeah. Very excited about that. Um, In light of that, not next week, but the week after, we'll be returning to our two episode format. One episode released on Friday. That will be uh, featuring uh, Drag Race. And I believe at that point, we'll still have Survivor. Yes, yes we will. Um, and then Everything Bravo will be on the second episode released on Saturday. Um, as we did before, next week will still be our one episode, because we only got four things to review next week, so no reason to split. Um, but before we get to any of that, because we started talking about the future, <laughs> like everything down the line, everything we're not even to yet, Let's right? Let's get into the present. Let's get into the present. Well, the recent past, this <laughs> past week. <laughs> what did we have on TV, and what are we talking about today? Uh, well, we're going to talk about this most recent episode of Survivor. we got a lot of juicy things happening. Happening there. Um, swerves and like things I did not expect to be happening this week, and it did, and I'm we have thoughts. <laughs>
2: um
1: gonna... speaking of many, many, many opinions and thoughts, we have Vanderpub rules coming up in the third segment of this episode.
0: That's gonna be our angry segment. <laughs> uh, that's
1: good as it usually is. <laughs> like we usually have thoughts, feelings, um, not so much prayers, but maybe a left hook to certain cast members. Um you know, we got that. But before we get to any of that, let's talk about Jersey. Jersey for this week. Uh, this was a good
0: episode, I think, overall. I think they're, um, we'll get into the Teresa and Melissa aspect of it. Do which we I, have to? We, have, we do, because it's the central part of this show, uh. unfortunately. Um, yeah, we're both kind of over it, but we'll get to that. Um, we start the episode. Um, Danielle uh, has her mother uh, over to the house, um, and she's with her kids and stuff like that. Um And uh, Danielle basically uh, Showing her that she got the uh, gift For Teresa's bridal shower Because that's the big thing that's going to lead up to the end of the episode Is that Jennifer has organized This big bridal shower Surprise bridal shower for her Um, uh, I love Danielle basically telling her mom Like you know I wanted to get Teresa a cock ring Originally and Danielle's mom Was just like Danielle watch your fucking mouth
1: <laughs> I think she was more Concerned about this is on National fucking television lady sure. Like can you please not?
0: <laughs> well, and we find out a little bit more about, like, Danielle's relationship with her mom, and that mm-hmm. she, it's kind of very much like a, a sister friendship sort of relationship, that she said that she can basically talk about anything with her pretty openly. And, and I get that sense from her. Yeah. Um. So uh, the, she kind of also debriefs her mom and Nate about mm-hmm. Ireland, and that she was... She, she says that she was basically hanging on by a thread on the plane back, and then she makes the, like, she's like, I was hanging on by a thread, and then makes the large metaphor of, like, you know when you're threading a needle, and then there's, like, all the little phrase at the end? It's like, yes, we know the metaphor.
1: <laughs> like, well, but, like, she's she's talking about, like, the threads that make up the thread. Yes. Like, I'm hanging on by that thread. <laughs> it's like... Like, the little flyaways.
0: I, I mean, I get a lot of people in Jersey aren't good with metaphors, as we've seen on this show, but, like... It was a pretty
1: apt metaphor. Yeah with it it was clumsily explained but it was a good metaphor yeah
0: and you know and then she also brings up you know what jennifer told her about margaret saying that melissa was kissing a guy essentially and i love her just in her confessional being like i feel like now with this information i'm kind of in an impossible situation knowing the rumor which i'm like Okay, but you were the one, like, not taking no for an answer from Jennifer. Yeah. Like, pushing to get the rumors. Yeah. I mean. Oh, if no, if it's d- not the consequences of my
1: own actions. Yeah. Like, you didn't want your hands double, um, covered in dirt. Why are you digging? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you keep digging? Stop. Uh, and
0: Danielle's mom is basically, basically suggests that she should tell Melissa, which you were like, yeah, I mean, Yeah, duh. I agree. <laughs> but obviously, from what I understand, it's not going to go well. Um, we then go to Rachel and her husband John as they're going to uh their meet with their adoption attorney, Jeb or Deb, excuse me, um, who uh is gonna help them sort of with the process of adopting Jaden. Um, they say they haven't told Jaden about this yet. They're basically not, you know, trying to see their options um as well, of now.
1: And she was talking about how pretty much when they got married. Um. What was their son's name? Jaden. Jaden was under the impression that she had already adopt adopted him. Yeah, and I don't know if they've ever assuaged that notion. I gotta think so,
0: because I mean, I'm, there's certain you
1: you know. But I also, of- he's like sixteen. Yeah, like he's old enough. To he's old he enough is. to where he should be okay having that conversation. And honestly, I don't know why you're keeping it a secret from him yeah. at and this it, point.
0: And it also, I mean, I think I it, could
1: understand if he was a kid, but maybe not, not to dangle it. Yeah. Like
0: I, I can understand like dangling it, or, like getting so excited. And then if something falls through, as we're seeing, they, they kind of talk about like the difficulties of it. Like, if it doesn't end up happening, then, you know, that could But, I mean,
1: if they have to fight his birth mom over it, he's going to find out.
0: Yeah, so the attorney basically briefs them about, like, what the process is like, and that they basically, like, in any case, like, they would be under an obligation to serve Jaden's mother, and... You know, because it's not just about gaining his gaining parental rights; i's about terminating hers, right? And that if she, her his mother decides, he she can contest it, and then she would be appointed an attorney. Um, and obviously, like then Rachel's like, I just can't believe that you know, when his mother hasn't been a parental figure in his life for pretty much his entire life, like the idea that she would just be like, no, which. Yeah. Yes, yes and no. I think there I mean, I can understand the instinct right to be like no, this is too much, but I I mean, obviously the I think the moral thing to do would be like right.
1: And from what the lawyer was saying um it basically is they are going to take 45 days to try to find her. If they if hear they, nothing. if they Well, if they find her and are able to serve her, yeah. then she has 45 days to say, no, I want to contest this. If she doesn't say anything after that, or if they can't find her after 45 days from a last known address. They're in the clear. Then they're in the clear to move forward, and the judge can overturn her parental um rights yeah without her present
0: yeah it's just like they they don't go into they also we talked about in the past they haven't gone into a lot of details to why the mother isn't in his life it seems to me like it's some like either drug or alcohol issue or some like it, where right. she can't you know responsibly be a parent so i i think it's obviously a very tricky situation but yeah here's hoping for the best Um, We go to Jennifer's house, and she's getting ready uh, for Teresa's surprise bridal shower, organizing everything. And she's doing a lot of Turkish, like, stuff with it. They're having dancers. They're doing henna, um, things like that. Um, And she's with Olivia talking about it, and she has the garters. And Olivia's like, what's a garter?
1: And it's like, oh, it's essentially like lingerie. And Why didn't you just say it's a bracelet for your thigh, and it's kind (laughs) of like... Like, it's something that you wear with mommy and daddy time. Like, there she would we go. get that. Sure.
0: Uh, and, but then, so this is, so then Jennifer is like, you know how you tell me to always wear lingerie with daddy. And so then this topic comes up again of, like, sort of what, how Olivia taking, has been taking things in terms of the bill cheating stuff coming out. Um, and Jennifer is like, it's been a struggle. Like, we can be arguing over the most trivial thing. And Olivia will sit between us afterwards and basically be like, see, I got you guys to make up. And yes, that's like like every time Jennifer talks about it, I'm like, yes, that is terrible. Like,
1: But also she's inheriting um, Jennifer's uh, penchant for taking credit for things that she did not do. Sure. Sure, exactly. <laughs> See, I fixed it. Bitch, you didn't do shit. What Sit over there do? and drink your Kool-Aid. <laughs> Eat and your gummy bears.
0: Sh- and Jennifer in her confessional being like, thanks, Margaret. I'm so glad kids are resilient because what yeah. Mar- Mar- what Margaret said last season which yeah I mean yes yeah, got a point um uh Bill gets home and uh then her and Bill start talking outside um and they talk about like therapy and stuff like that and she said that uh talked about how the therapist cuz a lot of this is also about like dividing duties in the house and sort of the roles that they play and Bill wanting Jennifer to take on more of a sort of I don't want to say aggressive but more of a like stern parenting role mm-hmm. necessarily Um, she talks about how the therapist basically brought up that the kids take authority more seriously from the father figure, which annoyed me. Here's my thing. Like, I think I I'm all about energies. I, we don't have kids obviously. So, but I'm all about energies in terms of parenting. I understand people have certain energies that can, can, you know, like maybe a more loving energy or more like not disciplinary, but more like sort of like stricter energy mm-hmm. but i don't think I, I i don't like when it's attributed to simply male and female
1: right like there's, that...
0: there are males that can have more motherly energies and there's females that can have more sort
1: of the more... like my mom was definitely the person in charge right like she's the one that laid down the law she's the one that hand- doled out the punishments like she was the one in charge and that was largely due to like bill My dad was away. He was a truck driver when I was a kid, so he didn't want to come home after a week on the road and have to, you know, catch up on what do I need to punish all the kids for when I get home. Yeah, exactly. And that'd be the whole thing that he's able to do while he's home. Like, that's not fair to him. And it honestly, for the most part, I don't think that it would be fair if that's all that Bill was expected to do. However, I think that he's reducing it to that. Right. And that's not at all what is happening because he's coming home every day. Yeah. He, now, sure, he is working longer hours. He's working on the weekends, like he was talking about. He's taking on extra hours, trying to make sure that they are saving up money to pay for five kids to go through college, which, Jesus Christ, I cannot yeah. imagine. Um, but he's in plastic surgery. So it's pretty, yeah, he's got pretty lucrative. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just.
0: And and Jennifer basically like it's like okay we we can acknowledge that we both have sort of struggles right now. Like I I actually think Jennifer was really good in this part in terms of like I acknowledge your like the things that you're like about being in work all the time and then coming home. Right. I'm also having similar issues in terms of being overwhelmed. So we can acknowledge that we both have these struggles with raising the kids, but it feels like you're blaming me, right, for not doing a good enough job. And, um, you know, Jennifer then suggests, should we go see the therapist again? And previous episode, Bill had been open to it. And now Bill's like, ah,
1: I don't think we need it. Because and, it's you that has the problem. Yeah. I like, don't have a problem.
0: Which is such a reductive idea Ugh. of therapy. <laughs> like, you know, you know. You, if you, like, yes, Jennifer has the issues and the complaints. And but the issues are with
1: you, Bill. You're well, fucking up. Well, she <laughs> says,
0: like, my complaints are that you're complaining at me. So you also have complaints. Yeah. So, you know, it's got to be a, a thing. Like, and, and Jennifer's basically like, Bill has to do something. Yeah. And meet me halfway in a certain realm in terms of this.
1: Like, of course, the burden is going to be different because... You know, Jen is a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Of course she's going to take more of that role on. But it needs to be equitable. We've talked about this in the past. You know, like, you don't just say, well, we have to split everything down the middle. No, you have to add all the things together mm-hmm. and then split it down the middle. Because Bill's job takes up quite a bit. So you need to be, Jen needs to be doing equal to his job while he's in his job. Right. And then when they are together and sharing the rest of that parenting and the household things and all that, like, they clean and do all of, Never mind. They <laughs> have maids and shit for that. But all of the rest of the stuff that is after you equal that out, then they also need to be splitting that halfway down the middle. But the problem is he's coming home, going down to the basement or wherever, and hiding away so that he doesn't have to do anything,
0: right? And that's the issue. Yeah, you got you got to at least. Tr- and if he was making any bit of an effort, not saying he's like he's you know, yeah. But like if if Jennifer could see those elements of effort, I think that that would be a lot for her. Yeah. Um. We go to Teresa because she has all the girls, and they're getting together to do their dress fitting. Um, their final dress fitting for the wedding. Um, Melania just got back from the Bahamas seeing uh, Joe, um, and uh, so they're get, they're getting in with the dress fitting. Um, Teresa jokes at one point about like how she just is is always. Looking at the girls and seeing and admiring them and stuff like that and how they grow and uh, she, I think she said like Adriana is always like why are you staring at me so much and she goes I pushed you out of my chukalina if I want to stare at you I'm going to stare at you
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh chukalina yeah uh, and the girl the girls look great in their dresses I like that I we were saying this I like that it's all the same fabric and all but like different cuts. Like, I like that in terms of, like, an idea for a bridesmaid dress of, like, allowing each of them to sort of have their own style with it in certain realms, but still keeping a a um, synchronicity with all the looks. Like, yeah. I thought that was really nice. Um, and Gia uh, FaceTimes uh, Joe um, to show them the dresses and obviously. And this was a really sweet uh, mm-hmm. moment. Um And, you know, Teresa basically says, like, you know, I was telling the girls that I keep praying that one day you'll be able to come back to the country. And cries, obviously, and it's really emotional. And Joe basically, you know, is like, I'm so thankful for you guys. Like, as long and says, as long as you and the girls are happy, that's all that matters. And I, we were talking about it before about like, it's really good to see their relationship
1: good. And honestly, maybe this is what Joe... And Melissa need to do with Teresa is they need to be distant, yeah, and like, hey, let's get together on the holidays, and let's just you know, Honestly. like see each other on a trip or something, because Joe and Teresa were fighting like this before either of them went to jail. right, and then, you know, and now they have this relationship because they've taken the time apart and they've taken time to heal. And really, just kind of get past the stupid little petty shit, yeah. And really, just appreciate the time that they have together. And dear God, now we're back on Joe and Melissa and Ugh. Yeah, I know. It's like I don't. It's 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 a circle. It's (laughs) everything leads back to Melissa Teresa Joey. I just I can't. It's so annoying. But
0: I also I love that like you can. You can. I feel like they can acknowledge, okay, the marriage didn't work. But that doesn't mean we're not good people and we're not... Right. We we still don't have love for each other necessarily. And I think it takes a lot of, uh, you know, people... I don't like the reductiveness of it. But, like, it takes a lot of balls for Joe to just be, like, happy for Teresa
1: right. in this new marriage. Well, and it takes a lot of balls, I guess, for Teresa to... Like, get over the anger she had towards Joe for taking that time right. that she, what little time she had left with her parents away by putting her behind bars. Yeah. Like, she was extremely angry at him for that for a while. Yeah. And the fact that she's able to move past that, um, it says a lot.
0: Yeah. It's really, it's really good to see. I really liked it. We then go to uh, Margaret. Uh, she's having lunch with her mom, Marge Sr., um, her assistant, Lexi, and her mom, Ingrid, who's in town uh, to get lunch. Um, and apparently her mom is from Manchester. Because um, as soon as she like, had the British accent, I was like, oh, God. Um, but she's been flying in Because they talked about it a little bit last episode that Lexi's now separated from her
1: husband. And has moved in with Marge and Joe. Into
0: the guest house. Um, and, uh, Ingrid's come to help raise their young son, Nino, um, and sort of help with that as well. Um, and, uh, Joe Benigno has
1: also been helping with that as well. Can we name somebody else on this show, Joe? <laughs> One we've more. Joe Gorga. They've got a kid named Joe, like Joe, um, Judice, And then we've got Joe, B- like, oh yeah. my God, stop it. Stop naming your kids, Joe. <laughs> There's so many names in the diaspora. So like. like- Pick, even if it's another J name, John. John is great. <laughs> but then we have John Fuda. Okay. George. <laughs> George works. But
0: so, and Margaret's talking about how she really enjoyed it, like, of the fact that, like, Mar- it's been just really Margaret and Joe and having, like, you know, no kids in the house and stuff right. like that. But it's kind of helpful for all of them. Um, Lexi was saying that basically they had been married for eight years but kind of had been separated the whole run of COVID. Um, And we're thinking that they could get back together, but obviously can't. Um, And Margaret gets emotional about, you know, you know, having Lexi there and basically saying that Lexi has been there for her for like her divorce. And all the sort of rough stuff with her. of <laughs> Margaret goes. You knew me two faces ago. <laughs> <What's> in- <laughs> <laughs> like some of those, they kept flashing those old pictures of Margaret, and I'm like, it does not even look like the same person.
1: Absolutely not. It is a uh, you know. You knew her when she was still addicted to those pigtails. Yeah.
0: It, 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 I don't know. Mm, I don't. I feel like I kind of like her older face. I like,
1: opinion. I like her now. It's, it's a little I'm fine more. With it
0: it it works more for television now but i feel like i don't know it, yeah, i don't know um
1: but i'm i as long as she's happy i'm happy sure sure
0: um and margaret says that you know she's the kind of person that loves big and when she loves you know big she adopts people in, their fa- in her family and that's the way she lives
1: um, and honestly I, I mentioned this to you when we were watching the episode i think that's why I connect so much to Marge because I'm very much the same way. Yeah, 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 I'm very much a, like, you're either a stranger or your are family. Mm-hmm. Like, once I let you in, you are, you are part of my family and I'll pretty much do anything for you. Right. Um, and, and I think that's why I have always uh, really just loved her on the show. And I've already, always connected to her because I see a lot of myself in her.
0: And uh so Mart Sr. then also talks about like the the topic of Teresa comes up and the wedding and like Mart Sr. is like, I don't understand why Teresa's so nasty to Joe and Melissa. And so Twitter I,
1: hated this scene.
0: I mean, yeah, but I I I was interested I'm like, is Marge, has Marge Sr. been around them enough to sort of pick up on those things?
1: But I mean, probably March has been friends with this group, even off screen for years and years and years. Sure. So Marge senior knows these people.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Um, we go to uh, the Gorga's house and we find out Antonia got on the honor roll um, and they're celebrating her for that. And Melissa kind of talks about how, you know, she's growing up in many ways. She's getting her license. Uh, she's applied to eight different colleges and most of them are also out of Jersey Mm-hmm. Um, but even, you know, Melissa's happy in wherever she would go because she wants her to sort of like be her full, uh, independent self,
1: um, do her own we'll, laundry. We'll see how that happens. Yeah. When she was talking about doing her laundry, I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> I've been doing my laundry since I was eight. Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> also, like three seconds later, they give her a car Oh and yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, You're gonna give her a car and trust her to take care of that vehicle when she can't wash her t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, so yeah,
0: uh, Melissa's mother drives up uh, to give her a car, and she's crying and she's emotional. And Joe was the one that kind of organized everything. Um, and we get Joe in his confessional, basically being like, you know, Antonia, you know, Antonio's grown up, and etc. But also says that like after this whole stuff with Teresa and stuff like that. He's starting to learn that it's about his children now and him being happy, which yes, I was like, I don't know what this has to do with Teresa, but
1: it looked part of when, me
0: part of me wishes he would have just let that lie
1: yeah, but you know it would be interesting to know like what they had been talking about in confessional before that right, because it was like we we forget that they film these confessionals all at once, so like they could have easily been going in on. Teresa, like, two seconds before they filmed that conversation. And I don't
0: think they give the men multiple confessionals. I think they only... I don't know. I think he only has
1: one. I haven't paid attention to the outfits. Yeah, I'm, like, laser-focused on... (laughs) What other men have had confessionals? Frank has one this episode. Um, I just never notice it when the other men have them. It's just because it's... It's mostly only Joey.
0: yeah. I mean, yeah, he kind of is like the, he's essentially another housewife. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but then Melissa is talking to Joe about what happened on the trip. Um, and they basically say, like, Melissa basically is like, I want to keep everything peaceful. she she talks about how at the end of the whole, like the painting project, she's like, mm-hmm. I w- I was done yeah. essentially. And it's like, I just want to keep things peaceful and normal. So my family can be in the wedding. So Joe can be in the wedding. But then once the wedding is done, we're done. And that we're off this ride.
1: And I get it. You know, Like I I think that's the most healthy choice is to just be like, let's stick around. Let's celebrate this thing. Let's try to be peaceful until then. Right. And then once it's over, we'll just slide out the side door and just be done. And I think that's
0: healthy. I think the thing that confuses me is that how do we go from this to things getting worse, but we know things get worse. Well, I mean where...
1: clearly it's because Teresa gets indicated in the rumor well, no, about no, no, no. Melissa.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it gets worse enough to where they don't go to the wedding. And then we have like the week before the reunion on Watch What Happens Live, Joe Gorga being like Andy being like, I think you guys are done. And Joe being like, no, no. We can always find a way to fix it.
1: I don't understand I mean, that. <laughs> but there's also been a lot of time. There's probably been things happen between the wedding and now. Like, but it feels like really... it, I feel like it's gotten worse though. Probably, like, did... but like, who knows? I mean, we don't know what's happening behind the scenes. There, that's part of the frustration of this sort of show being seasons, you yeah. know, and instead of a constant thing, which. Would not be fair to the people that are on the show. Would not be fair Clearly. to us. Would not be fair to us either. Even just as viewers, but let alone trying to do that on a podcast. Can you imagine <laughs> trying to review all the housewives all the time? It really would just be like, so this person is do I mean, in the age of social media, also, you
0: can't yeah. really do that because it's like, you know.
1: Yeah. But, Yeah. Please don't. Please do not. Please never do that. Um, oh, we, can you imagine a big brother style with like live feeds?
0: That I would I mean if it was actually Big Brother, but Yeah. Anyway, continue. Um, so we go to Dolores uh going to lunch with Frank. I thought this was one of my favorite scenes of the of the yeah. the episode. Um <laughs> Frank walks in, in his fucking biker, because he came in on his motorcycle, his, like, sleeveless, like, leather vest. And Dolores is like,
1: what are you, one of the village people? Look. If <laughs> to this, he, like, fancy Italian restaurant. If he had, instead of wearing a tank top under that vest, worn a button-up shirt. Yeah. It would have been fine. Like, a long-sleeve button-up shirt under it. Like, that would have been good. It like, was just something about the sleeveless. And yeah, the, it was. Yeah. With the sleeveless, it wasn't. No, it wasn't giving. Um, <laughs> it was giving something. It was, it, it, it was giving biker gang. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, De, so Dolores in and, and her confession was basically like, uh, you know, the way my family was raised and the way Frank's family was raised, like we don't have these like long, emotional, feeling talks. Like, we don't talk about our feelings like this. But she's doing it because Paul suggested it. That And we see Paul basically telling her, like, I think you need to talk to Frank about this. Cause, yeah. like, you know, um, you know, and, and I found it, like, in her confessional, even Dolores was, like, to express, like, how, like, the feeling, you know, aren't really expressed in the family. She's like, I don't think we ever even told the kids that we
1: were getting, di- that we were divorced. No. Yeah, they just said... Yeah, he's not living here anymore. Yeah,
0: Gab. She's like, Gabby asked me at four. Like, why does Dad not live here? (laughs) And it's like, well, (laughs) um, so it starts. uh, She Frank brings up that apparently Frankie um got his dream job, and they're basically doing like a a dinner, like party, sort of like to celebrate. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, Gabby was like, I don't know if we should ask Dolores because she'll be really mad if Paul uh, doesn't come. And Dolores is like, why wouldn't like Paul will come. And Frankie's like, no, Paul's not coming. That's not a place for Paul. He says, it's our family. It's the four of us. And I was like, no, it's not. That's not fair.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah. I can understand if it was like a, a casual somebody, but she's living with this man. Yeah. Like, this is clearly something more than just a fling. Yeah. Like, so. Just, and Dolores
0: is like, Brittany will come to, and Frank's like, I don't even want Brittany there. And it's like, I'm sure Brittany feels great hearing that. Like, Yeah, that's. I just... And, like, he has this rigid... Like, I this, I think, illuminate a lot of things. Frank does have this sort of rigid idea of, like, it's the four of us and no one else.
1: And I yeah. understand
0: how that can be really frustrating when you're Dolores and wanting to move on with your life. Right. And sort of, like... I don't... That's why I was, like, we were saying in past... Like, I don't think Dolores wants a sp- clean split from Frank. I don't think that's what she's, like,
1: Yeah, you know... Well, and... It looks like what he is looking for is Dolores to be his partner and then him date other people. Mm -hmm. And even if there's no romance, even if there's no anything between him and Dolores... We need to essentially be a couple. She is still his life partner, effectively. Um, And then, like date outside of that that's fine who cares but like we're the couple and they're extras and
0: that's not i mean one it's not tenable
1: like it works if that's your explicit arrangement but if that's not what you told each other you wanted then why would you expect that from somebody because
0: also we know that's not what dolores wanted dolores for years has wanted commitment with someone else right so that's not like you know Um, And Dolores basically says like, look, it would be the, you're saying like, it's, this is something that where it would always be the four of us. It would be the four of us in the past because we weren't in serious relationships in the past. Right. And you know, our family can grow and other people can be accepted into that. And Frank isn't for that. And Frank says like, oh, and Dolores is like, I have to, you know, look, people looking in on the outside, seeing our relationship. It's not like typical in terms of like this sort of divorce thing in terms of like, Right. And Frank is like, and I didn't like Frank being like, well, it's your job to set people straight on that, Dolores. It's like, it re- like putting it on Dolores,
1: I can, this is where I'm like. Well, but I think he, I think he was more meaning when people are questioning you right. about them, set them straight.
0: No. Yeah. I It was more the way he phrased it. Yeah. No. Where I was, uh, yeah. Where I was like, I can see why Dolores gets so frustrated. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm, t- I'm expected to sort of just eat it. Yeah. And like, you know set the standard and then, you know, call people out, etc. And Frank's allowed to just sort of have his happiness in what he wants. Right. And that, and that can be frustrating. Um, you know, and Frank is like, you, you know, Brittany wouldn't have it, wouldn't have a problem with not coming and Polly shouldn't. And Dolores is like, okay, but it's not that Polly doesn't have a problem. It's that I have the problem. Yeah. Like, and she's like, and it's not Polly's problem. It's my problem. And Frank goes, No. <laughs> it's like, no, you're gonna tell me what? Like, whatever. Uh, um, Frank and Frank is basically like, look, it, this whole thing has gotten between the family. It's gotten to a point where it's like, I don't feel like I can even pick up the phone and call you when I'm excited about something or whatever. And we get a little bit more backstory of like Frank. Frank basically talks about like, you know, the person I would always do that to call and and confide in was my mother. And then when my mother died, it was Dolores. Like, yeah. and so that and and that's sort of where that emotional element of it is coming from from frank and frank kind of gets emotional at the table and dolores is like you are not going to get emotional right now go to the bathroom right now which speaks to speaks to that old school mentality yeah it irritated me but, but i yeah it's so how they were raised though and like yeah. that sort of like you don't show feelings i don't think we've seen dolores cry ever on the show
1: so it's we like, have in confessionals
0: I can't think of it, though.
1: But it's more of a she's tearing up, not she's crying.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. So it's, like, it's interesting to see. Like, um, you know, and Dolores is like, look, it feels nice to belong to someone now and, like, have that other yeah. person in my life. And I like, I like the way she phrased it where it's like, you know, you can still call me. You can still, if you're excited about something or whatever, you can still call me. It's not, I don't, we, there's no restrictions. There's just boundaries. Yeah. Like, and I think that's, there's a key difference there. Like, it's not like, like, don't be afraid to like, you know, contact me. We're still always going to be in each other's lives. But like, this is, that, that, that four, it's just us four is not going to work.
2: Yeah.
1: It's. Well, and I mean, this, this goes back to that theory that most straight men are romantically attached to other straight men. Right. Right. But it seems like Frank actually did have a romantic connection to Dolores because he sees her as his best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't make a difference between the – way, like, Dolores is like, some of this stuff is in the romantic category, and that's no longer appropriate. Yeah. And he doesn't realize that that is considered romantic because he sees that as friendship. He sees that as true companionship friendship which
0: makes sense not to uh, not to shit on him but like it makes sense when he was a cheater like when he was yeah. somebody that like you know
1: because he never wavered in that regard he just went and slept with people
0: yeah it's, because he doesn't he, compute those two things in his mind Well, and as, that's
1: why men cheat more often than women do yeah because they don't see they they the, like, that's just sex. Right. Like, who cares about sex? That's not that important. Like, that's just me going out and letting off steam. As opposed to, no, you broke the trust in this romantic relationship mm-hmm. by going over here with this other... Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, it also explains why... Because I feel like he also has that similar relationship with Joey... Mm-hmm. And that's why they're they're so close and so like like I know we joke all the time about how they fucked at some point, right? Because they definitely did. I mean, <laughs> sure, uh, possibly, probably, maybe. Um, but like at the very least, there is a what most straight men see as romance mm-hmm. or as see as friendship type romance. There, like they carry care about each other on that same level that he cares about Dolores, right? And, um, yeah, I, I just see, I feel like that's why he can't differentiate. Like while he's like, we're still a unit, we're still connected because he still wants that friendship connection, but he's crossing the boundary into romantic things that is not appropriate with her.
0: Yeah. I totally agree. Um, we go to Teresa's bridal shower and Jennifer's getting everything organized. Um, she's greeting Louie's family. Um, and his uh, sisters, uh, who are in the bridesmaid party, and also Rosanna, who's one of Teresa's close friends. Um, and it's all a surprise. Teresa thinks he's, she's basically getting lunch with the girls. She's in the car with uh, two of them. Um, well, I, I know it's, I was like, it's Melania and one of the others. I, c- I couldn't remember um, if it's Adriana um,
1: or it is. Gabriella. Um, which the, Gabriella's which, the one that looks like none of the rest of the family. Well,
0: because, and you were like, because she was like, There's a point where it brings up that she's 12, and you were like,
1: 12? She looks like she's like 16. Kids are older these days, and it's just like, I don't understand. Yeah, it's like. like, Between the ages of 12 and 16, 17, I don't know that there's much of a difference, which is why I don't even consider anybody under the age of 25, 27 attractive, because you don't want to get into that range
0: but it was yeah it i was like you like but also i think the other thing is like her girls are also like they i don't think they've ever had i don't think they've ever had work done but they are very like mua like mm-hmm. like contoured and like you know it's it's a lot um uh, uh but teresa's uh driving uh thinking that she's going to lunch essentially um and <laughs> then this week then we had this moment so they're like, okay, so we have like the, you know, all the stuff and the rehearsal and stuff like that. And Louis also organizing this dinner at Avra, which I guess is a restaurant. Um, and so, uh, and and I, Melania apparently asked if she can bring a date. And Teresa's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love Teresa. <laughs> there was something, I would say, watch Teresa like's reaction to her daughter talking about dating. It was giving Wendy Williams for me. Like, A little bit, if yeah. If you see, like, the mannerisms and, like, the, like... Em- well, they're
1: both Jersey girls. That
0: makes sense. Oh, my God. That's perfect. Yeah. No, it was, like, there was something about it. I don't know why. Missy Wendy. Um, and so, Louis then calls Teresa and is on speakerphone. <laughs> and Teresa's like, hi, how's it going? And Louie's like, yeah, so I'm sending out invites um, for the dinner in Avra. I'm sending one to Margaret. Uh, and Margaret plus one uh, Jackie plus one Dolores plus one Jennifer plus one um, I'm not inviting Melissa and Joe by the way so I'm not inviting them and her face was like well, ah. she, she fucked this up she fucked this up there was a way to fix this and but the yeah. problem is she could have just been like you know actually you know what? I know things are still tough invite them whatever but Teresa goes you know we're still filming right <laughs> you know, the cameras are on us and Louie goes, Oh shit. Okay. (laughs) It's like,
1: that was your problem. And then, so like the, calls very clearly. She goes, no, invite them all of that. And then ends the phone call. And then she does this, like the whole, there's a whole other scene of her doing this PSA with the girls of no, you know, if you have problems with people, (laughs) you could work things out. And you know, you really, it's just, Oh my God. Well, and also
0: Teresa's like, yeah, Melissa and Joe are going to be invited. And, and and Melania goes, why? (laughs) (laughs) Like,
1: Those kids don't give a fuck.
0: Oh, there was a moment later where Gia, like, is like, I guess I should talk to Melissa and, like, talks to her for, like, five seconds and then just, like, like, they don't fuck with her. Yeah. We also found out, uh, because apparently Gia was on uh, Teresa's podcast, um, her most recent episode, and according to Gia, apparently Melissa's blocked her on Instagram and on social Hmm. media. And apparently this was also before the Joe Gorga, Joe Judice video came out. Right. That's where I'm like, cause Gia responded obviously to that video we talked about. That's where I would kind of be like, eh, but like, I feel like your aunt blocking you like that. I don't think that was a right move by but Melissa. But wait,
1: if she blocked her before that, then how
0: did she, she saw it on Joe's thing or she, she either saw it on Joe's thing or um, I'm sure it was getting shared around a lot of places. But she commented on the, original post which was joe's okay so i think i my guess is she wasn't blocked on joe's but she like oh uh, she's like people were sending me people were uh, she was like people were messaging me about it so i went to go look at melissa's page and i was blocked and i was bl- and blocked not just on my personal page but like my business page and like you know which i think is shitty and i think like gia while has been vocal on the show has not been that vocal on social media as, as much as she could be as much as I've seen other people be in, in the housewives realm. Like I could see Melissa blocking her after that comment, but, but I can but... also
1: see if things had kind of derailed a little bit after the wedding, why Melissa would go, I don't want to see any of them on my feed. I am protecting myself from that. And I'm putting a boundary in between. Can you not mute people on Instagram? I don't know. I'm not on Instagram very much. Yeah,
0: because that's <laughs> the, I mean, well, yeah, but it's like on Twitter, at least, it's like you can at least mute
1: and they don't, yeah. like, you know. Um, You like to do that to the haters. I love it. Because that. that's always fun because then they could just scream at a brick wall well, well, and they I, have no clue. Yeah. I love the,
0: I reply to the hater and then mute. Like that's <laughs> the like conversation done. <laughs> it's perfect um you know and yeah you as you mentioned like teresa's basically saying like you know you know i don't she's saying i don't tell the kids a lot about joe and melissa unless i absolutely have to and obviously she was in a position with the
1: yeah I, I know i find that to be bullshit because i don't remember what season it was but there was definitely season. she definitely uh, wasn't the, doing
0: it before then she definitely wasn't doing it and like pre-jail i would say
1: Pre jail was when the stripper uh, thing was happening. That's what I'm saying. Uh, one of the children was swinging on a pole in the van, going, "Look, I'm Melissa."
0: No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like pre, so she was clearly doing that at some point. That's what. I, that's what I meant. Oh, okay. Pre jail, she was definitely talking about Melissa okay. and Joe. Like post jail, I don't know as much.
1: But at that point, the groundwork was already laid. You know what I mean? Sure. I. I, I
0: again. I'm surprised by reports Gia wasn't at the reunion. I think that would have been important to have. And I think I would like to hear Gia talk about it more extensively. I mean, maybe she talks about it on that podcast, maybe. but like, I, I feel like I, I want to, I feel like I can, you know, decipher what is fed and what is coming from a genuine place.
1: Yes. But if that is what your groundwork is, then all of your genuine opinions are going to go through that filter. No,
0: I know. Um, Teresa then says, the, you know, there's always a light at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> and um, and Malaya's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Melissa uh, arrives uh, to the party and says, hi, Louis sisters. And Melissa's like, you know, they seem lovely. I just don't understand why Teresa sees the, sees the whole thing as them or me. It was like she said, I replace you guys. I have something I have someone to call family. So bye. I think you're I think you're wrong in the sense that I don't think it was ever
1: them. I don't think it's
0: a replacement. She never liked you.
1: Like that's you know what fair. I mean? You can't replace um, something that's not there originally. But you cannot like family and still consider them family. Sure. But she doesn't even seem to consider them family anymore.
0: Right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then we find out that one of Louis sisters is actually officiating the wedding. Um, so that should be interesting. We see an Ashley Darby sighting, uh, which like.
1: Yeah, I don't. I, there's something in the back of my head that remembers them being friends, but, but I don't people, remember where or how they got connected. Of
0: all people in like the housewives like realm. I wouldn't think Ashley. Because
1: BravoCon was after this, and they didn't have one last year or the year before. Yeah. So there wouldn't have been... Like, they didn't have anything until previous... Pre-pandemic. Right. So I don't... I don't know.
0: Yeah. It just seemed like a weird choice.
1: And they didn't go on a... Girls trip together because Teresa and Melissa were on that first one and Ashley like, wasn't on I that. I would
0: have thought, like, Kenya or, like, you know. Right.
1: Like, I would have thought some of the Atlanta girls, like, she connected with Cynthia and Kenya. I would have. Well, we know Ramona got an invite. Sure. <laughs> Famously got an invite because um, she shared it with everyone.
0: <laughs> Danielle uh, arrives, and there's kind of an awkward silence with Danielle in the group. It's really awkward. Um, and Melissa's like something seemed off with you on the trip. You think? <laughs> that's it lightly. Um, Dolores basically is like, you know, Danielle wears her heart on her sleeve in certain things, and I think that seems to be the case. Yeah. Um, you know, and Melissa's like, you know, I think Margaret asked Melissa, like, you know, have you talked to Teresa since the trip? And she's like, no. I like it's like it's sad to walk on eggshells at her bridal shower, and Danielle is basically like. Yeah, so this isn't the right time to tell her about
1: this. Yeah, no, clearly. Like, I don't know why these girls seem to think in the middle of a party is a good time to drop this bombshell. And like, it's it always should, at public events. You can't pick up the phone. You, you can't, can't. Like, I get the cameras need to be there, but go to her house. Yeah. Like, have her over to your house. Um, Something... Send her a mail, a letter in the mail, you know, send her an email, send her a text message, carrier pigeon, Morse code, fire signals, whatever. Anything. But, like...
0: (laughs) No. It can't happen. Not on Housewives. Um, uh, Teresa arrives and everyone surprises her. This editing of, like, they cut to everyone being like, surprise, yay, we're so excited, cut to Melissa's, like, stank face, which,
1: like, I feel like was editing. I feel like that was editing. I feel like that was when... Teresa was naming off all the people she was no because they were still in that crowd. Never mind. Yeah, because Teresa was doing that after they were seated. But um, it it probably wasn't. Yeah, I don't, what it, they it, made it out to be. No, it wasn't. There was no way that didn't make sense.
0: Um, Teresa is, is like hugging Louise's mom, Iris, and crying, and she like apparently they have a really good bond together, and like that she, Teresa's like it reminds me a lot of my mom, and it makes me wish that she was here for this. Um, so it's really emotional. Um, everyone starts eating. Um, and Dolores is also checking back in on Danielle about Ireland and she's like, I came home a different person and my eyes are wide open, which is kind of ominous, but, um, and there's a bit more awkwardness between Danielle and Rachel, um, you know, Danielle thinks like Rachel's like can go from, you know, normal to like crazy in one minute. So like, she's like, doesn't know how to take her. And Rachel and her professional is basically like, I'm going to move forward with Danielle. Let's like put our big girl pants on and just like get over this shit essentially. Yeah, I'm kind of there yeah. for that as well. So then Teresa um comes back out and gives her speech, and she's thanking various people. She's thanking Rosanna for being with her, like uh, like being real close friends with her and supporting her. Va- just touching on various people, and of course she doesn't mention Melissa. And Marge basically is like, I feels like it's intentional the the exclusion. Yeah. Yes, but I also like, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm cold hearted, but I'm just like, if you don't have that relationship, don't fake it. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I like, just, I, to me, everything ch- changed in sort of my understanding of this. Remember on the first um, Ultimate Girls trip where it's the first episode and they're all going on, like, about to go on the planes or whatever, and Teresa and Melissa are in that car by themselves and they don't talk
1: to each other? Like, that was where yeah. I was like, You guys aren't even, like... But, I mean, it's one thing to do that when you are in a a party that is just your close friends, or if it is, like, that sort of thing. But when you are acknowledging family... Yeah. You know, you got to fake it for that. Sure. For big events like that, you fake it. And Teresa does know how to fake it. Like... I think. Yeah, she's she's not dumb. She's not incapable of faking shit. She's been faking shit for years. Like there there was Banging a lot of <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that was Joe. That wasn't her, as far as we know. Um, uh, but you know, like she could she could easily have said for five seconds of you know screen time, you know. And I just want to, you know, give a shout out to uh, my, my brother Joey's wife, Melissa. She's so special to me. And I really, I just wanted to say I love you. Yeah. You know, that's it. That's all you needed. And then you move on. Yeah. Done. Yeah. They're, they're getting ready to do the henna um, and
0: stuff like that. And Jennifer's getting everyone to sort of need like the paste or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. and she talks about how like it's about like prosperity and sort of um, right. that sort of stuff. Um, Teresa's trainer. Like has a conversation with Melissa afterwards, where she's like, "I think Teresa should have mentioned you. I don't like the, you know," which I thought was interesting. (laughs) I love Teresa's trainer too because she's like, she's like mob-wise Italian, like in terms (laughs) of her. She's like, and I couldn't do that. Like I'm a (laughs) Satch. She's like, oh, a Sagittarius? Yeah, a Satch. I can't have that. (laughs) And then they do they do like the traditional like sort of like Turkish dance um, for Teresa. Um, and Teresa is like talking about how she's like really thankful for Jennifer, like for putting the party together and sort of being a great bridesmaid. She's like, "See, that's what bridesmaids should do: be happy, fun, not complaining, <laughs> no negative energy." And see,
1: here's the thing: I think that if Melissa was in that role, Melissa would fake it. Maybe I think maybe. that she would go. She is trying. She has put me in this role. I'm going to respect that, and I'm going to do everything I can to make this day special for her. I like. I don't see why you would be given that role and then shit all over it. I don't think Melissa would do that.
0: Maybe in that specific role,
1: but I. Mm. I don't think she would. I don't think she would want to be, you know, um, maid of honor or matron of honor because she's married. But you know, like, yeah. If she were in the bridal party, I think she would be a lot more supportive than she is. She's not being supportive because she has felt disrespected. Sure. She would feel respected if she was in the role that she should be in as her sister-in-law. Especially when her sister-in-law's to be are in that role.
0: Yeah, I get it. It's all complicated and crazy. It's really not. I mean, no, not complicated, but like, you know you're right it's not complicated actually now that i think about
1: it it's real simple you put your family in your in your party and then you know you you make it work and you smile and you get past it and then that that's it done simple um
0: so that was the episode of jersey um i thought this was a here's the thing i thought this was a good episode overall i i thought my I, everything except the Teresa and melissa stuff i liked Is that You know what I mean Yeah Like I was kind of like Okay we're over it Like just get to the reunion And break up Like I'm just I'm done Yeah But like the stuff with Dolores And like With everyone's like Sort of like side stories I really liked Yeah And I thought Had good like scenes Independent of The big elephant in the room
2: Yeah
1: definitely Definitely that
0: Yeah So overall Really good episode Jersey Uh, We're gonna take a quick Commercial break And when we come back We're gonna be talking about The newest episode Of Survivor 44 Don't go anywhere (laughs)
1: and creating alternatives to the systems that fail us. Support Survivors Know by shopping today at SurvivorsNow.Threadless.com. That's survivorsknow.threadless.com.
2: Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at sidekickmediaservices.com.
1: welcome back to a gay and his mb we are headed over to fiji once again for this next episode of survivor
0: survivor this was a i'll say this a good episode with a not so good ending
1: (laughs) yeah well it it was not so good because i didn't like who went home but without that you know them sending home somebody that i liked and really wanted to f- see in as the far finale as the,
0: it was good as far as the structure of everything right it was good i really liked it um we returned from tribal um and franny is was basically left out of the cane vote um so it, yeah. so it doesn't seem like it was also cuz i was like okay so soka and them split but they completely left franny out so yeah. that's different um uh franny basically was like everyone lied to me and i feel like no one's on my side
1: in this and then Honestly, with like thinking about that, she should have realized she was further towards the bottom. Yeah, like if they were leaving her out of vote, she should have known she needed she needed to win that immunity challenge. I
0: mean, maybe she still knew,
1: but, but like she seemed like she. Like who, know,
0: who knows about how much of that was convincing herself after the fact? You know what I mean? Sure,
1: that I mean that's definitely possible. But she seemed a lot more confident going into that. Um. Uh, tribal than I think was necessarily warranted, yeah, yeah, into the one at the end of this episode for clarity. That's true.
0: Um, and Lauren is also feeling like she was left out of things and is basically worried that her and Jamie are now the only two left on Raw 2. And now, her, uh, uh what's the, um, when you have two votes? Well, I can't think of the name of the advantage.
1: Oh, 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 uh, uh, well, hers was not because. It was her extra vote. Yeah, extra vote. Why oh my god. Then <laughs> like this show. Well, but yeah, but it was hers was like bank a vote because she had to not vote early right, on. Right, and right, save, right, It wasn't like she got an extra vote somewhere. She it was one of her early episode votes right. that she saved.
0: Yeah. It's oh my God. <laughs> so much. Uh and but like they're the last two on Raw too. And also Jamie doesn't have her idol anymore. Um, or fake idol. her fake clear. idol. <laughs> this, that element was so funny in this episode.
1: I, I, again, all these fake idols went around and nobody tried to play one. They all went home in somebody's pocket. It
0: just wasn't really satisfying in that regard. It was,
1: come on, survivor, do better.
0: Yeah. Um, Carson basically wants to speak to Jamie in private and tells her, like, I wasn't really sure about Kane and sort of uh, that. And that Kane basically informed everyone about your idol
1: which is not true because Carson Carson was the one one that did it. Yeah.
0: Carson. I'm liking Carson a little bit more. Yeah. I was really down on, I I feel like Carson, we talked about it was kind of like sort of self editing in terms of like his narrative. But like that week of
1: yakking really, um, (laughs) I was like, Oh,
0: okay. You're, you know,
1: (laughs) like once he got that rice back in him last episode, he was good.
0: Yeah. And Jamie's like, well, I'm kind of in a tough spot because I don't have my idol but everyone thinks I still have my idol. Yeah. So I'm kind of, you know, in a terrible position. Um, We go to the reward challenge. We actually get a separate reward challenge this episode. Um, And it's another, um, another course sort of thing. They have to basically spin in this frame to move a buoy uh, closer towards them. And then they basically um, traverse this um, uh, balance beam where they collect two balls and then they have to shoot these balls onto this ledge. Uh, and once they land both balls on the ledge, then they win. And they did this one last season, They did I this think. one last season with, I forgot her name. Nicole? Sh- is that her name? Oh, I don't. The, the amputee? She was the amputee who won and kind of came from behind. And it was a big moment. Um, and then ended up going home
1: that episode. I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like the parallels. We were rooting for Nicole. She wins the... Or I don't the, know if uh, her name's Nicole. Oh, I, I think, I'm pretty sure
0: it was. I gotta look it up. Oh geez, but no, but yeah, we've seen this uh, challenge before. Where like, like, it's it. I like the 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 um, the shooting of the ball onto the ledge. We've seen that separately in other challenges. Uh-huh. Noelle, Noelle, not Nicole. okay, close. So it's close enough.
1: Uh, but yeah, she she literally won the the challenge to do the sanctuary thing, um, and then ended up getting voted off. After losing the immunity challenge. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Um,
0: we, and, and Jeff says like the winner for the reward gets to go to the sanctuary again for, and gets to stay there for the night and gets actually sleep in a bed and they get tacos. They get uh, apple empanadas, beer and margaritas. Um, And then there's an added thing that he'll tell them later that they also get. Um, So they're starting. Jamie's taking her time. Uh, on the spinny uh, sort of rotation thing.
1: She looked like a kid um, like at recess. Or yeah, something. I think like Jeff
0: she... said something like that. It was like, oh, it's like, you know, like it's an afternoon. <laughs> like,
1: just... But it, it looked really fun when she was doing it. And I was like, okay, I might, I might have fun doing that.
0: So obviously the big thing also is like once they get off of this, they get dizzy, et cetera. Danny does
1: another fucking forward roll for no reason. Why is he making that his thing? I don't know. I, I think he thinks... I mean, honestly, he's turning into fucking... Um, um, From what season was that? Season 11? With the cheerleading challenge of Drag Race? Oh, season 9. Season 9. With James Mansfield. James Mansfield. Somebody turned him into that meme. Like,
0: we we were trying to excuse it even before, but it's like, when you're dizzy, why would you forward roll? It makes no sense.
1: Maybe because, like you can't fall when you're forward rolling like i don't know like whatever <laughs> yeah
0: and i also love carolyn trying to get her balance and just start starts high, like high-pitched wailing just like
1: ah! <laughs> <laughs> carolyn is a mood constantly
0: yeah um but franny like comes uh from behind and is like qu- quick on this and basically gets both of her balls up pretty quickly and like is the only one to get anything on the ledge actually um and so oh, this is third, Tranny's third uh challenge win uh beats Danny again <laughs> yeah i'm sure he's loving that um and like well and but this is her third challenge win so people are now looking at her okay i mean yeah i yes i get it but, but like, that's
1: like only one aspect to the game yeah
0: i do i don't like punishing people because they win challenges Because there's a lot of narrative later at
1: Tribal of, like, should you have just thrown the challenge? And it's like... Well, somebody... That's the issue. Somebody has to win. Yeah. It's like... It's not like there's a choice to not participate. Like, you can't go, well, I don't want to make myself a target, so I'm just not going to put myself in the situation. No, somebody has to win. Somebody's going to be a target. And that... So me, it's is an issue.
0: Yeah. Um, but then she also, uh, uh, Jeff then also reveals that not only does she get all the stuff originally stated, but also letters from home and everyone gets really emotional, obviously. Franny gets to, like, pick people to go with her, like, one at a time where we don't know how many she gets to pick. But she ends up picking Carolyn um, and then Lauren and then Heidi. So essentially picking the three mothers um, and also, and factoring in also, like, who's gotten food reward before, et cetera. Right um so they all go to the sanctuary we go back to the um camp though and yam yam's really upset and is taking it really hard they one he hasn't gotten a reward yet but also was hoping to get to read the letter from either his husband or uh his mother and is really emotional about it obviously um so that yeah that is i
1: mean it is sad you were talking i've never understood You've been you're there.
0: cold hearted Merlin.
1: It's like I, I'm not cold hearted. I'm, I'm just it. like it's been 16 days. <laughs> you can't go without talking to somebody for 16 days. And I get that y'all are going through the ringer. I I don't I don't get that. I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm just kind kind of like out of sight, out of mind. But like I don't. There are definitely
0: other shows that do the letters from home thing, where I definitely feel more like you, where I'm like,
1: why do you care? Like, like it's not that I don't think they should care, but I don't understand why they're so like, like, like Drag there Race. Have, there have been seasons where people literally like get angry at people for not inviting <laughs> them on the the thing that gets them their letter from home and target them as a result, yeah. and like are have a vendetta against them for the rest of the season, and it's like girl it's not that serious you're about to go home yeah like i don't understand but like
0: drag race does that a lot too and it's like okay but you guys i know it only takes like less than a month to film a season so like
1: yeah and like people i don't remember who said it but oh i think it was jam jam was like you know i really like want the peace of mind to know everybody's okay it's like They have pulled people out of the competition before when there were problems back home that needed your attention. Yeah. You'll know. You'll know. Production will come to you if it's that sort of situation. So, like, I don't get why you think they wouldn't. Yeah. So, if you haven't heard, that's a good sign, fam. Like, you're fine. Um, And Danny is basically getting
0: Yam Yam, Jamie, and and Carson together to basically try to put the target on Franny basically we like, she's won three challenges. Like we we need to get around now. And they basically all agree. Um, we arrive at the sanctuary. Um, Carolyn's enjoying her mocktail.
2: She's really, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and Carolyn also thanks Franny explicitly for like choosing all the moms and, and that, and Franny talks about sort of wanting to build a relationship with Carolyn mm-hmm. and that she, she talked a little bit in the past about like really respecting Carolyn because she herself feels like she doesn't always fit in times. and, Seeing Carolyn being so honest and open about herself and not caring like
2: is commendable.
0: Um, they get their letters. Everyone cries. (laughs) Everyone ugly cries. Um, we get a little bit of
1: Carolyn's like, my kid hates writing. She's like,
0: she's literally like, this is the most he's probably ever written, (laughs) and he's like, she's like, shows the drawing that he drew. It's like, what even is that? I don't even know. But
1: (laughs) I love her so much. She's great.
0: Um. Lauren, we get a little bit of Lauren's backstory through this whole letter reading process about sort of her dad and because her dad says that he's really proud of her and that that's really big for him. Uh, And she talks a lot about sort of like overcoming the expectations that are placed on her of like, you know, being obviously being a person of color and like being divorced and with kids like, you know, sort of like having to like even battle like her parents sort of being like, well, this is what's you as a person in society statistically like is gonna go through and like overcoming that and talking about getting her education and like sort of like getting on Survivor too. Like it was good to see that backstory from her. Yeah. I feel like I like I would like Lauren if she got more of an edit.
1: Yeah. I will say I think it's a little bit different with the letters from home when you have young young kids.
0: That's true.
1: When you are a parent of young children, I think that it is different. There's a
0: certain maternal like aspect
1: that plays in
0: um carolyn basically is like i know franny's a threat but i don't want to vote her out like you know in that and basically they're like uh, kind of all in agreement like we want to continue this trend of women winning like these challenges since everyone so far has been a woman um and (laughs) care and heidi's like yeah let's keep this going and then carolyn's like Oh, I thought we were talking about voting Danny out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I literally cackled. And it I'm, was so good. But I
0: love that she brings that up and then immediately Lauren goes, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. And Heidi's like, I have no ties to Danny at the end of the day. Like,
1: you know. Which, to be fair, was a lie.
0: Yes. But, but
1: as, it was like a, well, maybe I'm willing to cut these ties. Sure. Okay. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> sort of lie.
0: So we go back to the island and Danny's base, as, as Heidi's base and we're like, I have no connection to Danny. I, I have no like loyalty to Danny. I just, I need to win at the end of the day. Cut to Danny being like, I know Heidi and she'll a hundred percent vote out for Annie.
1: <laughs> and then later he literally tells her that she's his well, number one. Yeah. And I'm like,
0: he tells her a lot of things. He
1: tells her a lot of things. We'll get to that conversation, uh, but like uh, to that note, it, it's like Heidi's like, "Yeah, I'll cut him off. Who cares?" And he and later, he's like, "You're my number one." It's like, I got some bad news for you, bro.
0: I don't think the wires are crossing in terms of like what we're. Yeah. Um, and Danny suggests that tell to basically tell Carolyn that okay, because they don't want to put Carol keep Carolyn in the in the loop as they have been for weeks, which
1: they know this is a bad idea. They know she's not going to be happy about it.
0: So basically, like, let's tell Carolyn that we want to flush Jamie's idol. And Jamie's then decides that this is the time that she's going to tell them exactly what happened and lays out exactly what happened about giving the idol to Cain because she was worried about knowledge's power and Kane is now left with the idol so she doesn't have her idol. And Danny's like, this is a good story. It's a horrible, no, actually it's a horrible story. It's complete BS in his confessional.
1: And what's hilarious is it's literally the truth. It's one hundred percent the truth.
0: Danny is so confident for being so wrong. Like,
1: (laughs) which uh Uh, he reminds me of. uh, Who was the one guy from Traders that was like that? Oh, uh, Quentin. Quentin. Yeah. Big Quentin Quentin energy. energy.
0: Um, Jamie it's and I <laughs> love Jamie just being like, Finally the target is off my back. Like, it's just so good to tell the truth.
1: <laughs> like, be honest. <laughs> and the entire rest of the tribe's like, nah, fam, you're a no. liar. <laughs>
0: and even Carson goes to Danny, and is like, I don't believe that either. We should vote for if not if we can't get Franny out, then we'll vote for Jamie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they return the next day from the sanctuary. Um, Jamie then tells the, the girls who return about her idol story as well. And even Franny's like, I smell bullshit. (laughs) That doesn't make
1: sense. It's like, I don't, I don't get what about that seemed so fake. Like Lauren literally did the same thing with her vote.
0: That's my thing. I was like, can they not corroborate with Lauren that this is true? But maybe Lauren doesn't
1: know. I can't remember. Lauren probably didn't know that the idol change happened, but she knew that that's what happened with her vote. She handed her vote to Jamie. Right. So who like, then used it?
0: Yeah, I'm. Conf- I, I was confused why Lauren didn't cooperate. Yeah, or or that Jamie got Lauren to cooperate.
1: Yeah, like the, like she couldn't have gone. Well, I mean, you did the same thing with yeah your vote, and then I think Lauren going, yeah, I did. That would have led some. I don't know, whatever.
0: Yeah, we go to the immunity challenge. Um, essentially, they they start the immunity challenge, basically being tied up, tied their legs and their arms tied, and they have to sort of. Drag themselves through this like sand um, hill like uh-huh. path or whatever while carrying this buoy in their mouth.
1: Um, I feel like they've done this before, but without the buoy. Maybe. But it's been a while. Yeah, and then basically
0: when they get to the end, they have to uh, they have to weave the buoy through this like sort of like knots
1: and stuff like that, mm-hmm.
0: and then they get to this star shaped puzzle that they have to complete.
1: Which I've never seen the star shaped puzzle before.
0: No, I don't. Yeah, I think that one's new. Um, I, I was, I was thinking Carson, um, does well in this challenge. I was like, did they, with all these like 3d printed models, were they like, guys, we got to come up with something different, like in like two seconds, like.
1: But then also they made it into a star when this guy is literally done an internship with NASA and is like obsessed with the space.
2: (laughs) Sure. Perfect.
0: So Danny basically takes like a major lead in like the early, like he is like breezing through this. It's like, they're still like really behind. Um, Yam Yam. <laughs> yam Yam eventually gets to the puzzle and then does like a little shimmy. <laughs> yeah, it was great.
1: It was so funny. Uh,
0: but then so like people then start getting to the puzzle. This is where I miss the Jeff. Like I love when Jeff used to do all the shady like lines when people were doing challenges. And we finally get one here where he's like, Danny was first here, but has made
1: absolutely zero progress on the puzzle. <laughs> he's almost just staring at it with his hands on his hips. He's literally not doing the puzzle. <laughs> no. Kara. Um,
0: Carolyn is stuck at, like, Carolyn's so far behind, me, but then she's also stuck getting the buoy out of, like, the knots and just keeps, like, retying herself up. And, it's just and like, she's like, who did this?
1: And I'm like, you, bitch, you did it. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> so funny. But then it also comes down to, like, Carson's, like, like has a good lead on Franny. I think it was Franny. Uh, has a good lead on Franny and is down to just one piece, but can't get the, like... Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, God, did I... Do I have to, like... Because it's also one of the ones where it's, like... You could think you have it right and then have to sort of like.
1: Rework the whole puzzle to make that piece fit somewhere else. Yeah.
0: So like Franny could possibly come behind, but then Carson eventually does get it. Carson wins immunity. Um, and so uh, that's sort of where things are positioned. We go back to the camp and Fr- and you were talking before that Franny's like, I have this like renegade excitement in that I don't, this is the first real time I don't have immunity. The second safety. she
1: said that I went, oop. She's going home.
0: But she's like, I can now put my social strategy to the test or whatever.
1: Nope.
0: <laughs> it's a good narrative, but like... It's a
1: good narrative, but you know full well that the second that they play that confessional, that person's going home. Yeah. You know it. It's just, I've, I've watched too many reality competition shows to not understand that that's how that works.
0: Yeah. Carolyn basically wants Danny out, and Carson um, is also like the, the, talking about how he doesn't really think... think Jamie's story is real. So that's sort of the dynamics. So the, right now the dynamics are like, this is my, okay. So right now the dynamics are Franny, Danny, um, Jamie a little bit. Mm-hmm. So Lauren basically, uh, like Danny brings to Lauren the, like, okay, we're getting Franny out. And Lauren's like, I'm good with that. But also is like kind of baffled that Danny would like suggest this to her since like one, we haven't talked strategy really at all yeah. in this game. And two, I just went on a reward with Franny Yeah, And you don't think, like, that's a problem. Um, Yam Yam basically thinks that Jamie's the biggest threat. I don't get that. Like, (laughs) Jamie's going along to get along. Um,
1: Jamie's just having a good time.
0: And Yam Yam and Carson are basically discussing whether to go with Franny or to go with Jamie in terms of uh, Tika. But basically, um, and and Carson's also picking up on Carolyn and Franny's closeness and sort of, like, being astute to that. And they're like, well, we got to leave Carolyn out of this because we can't tell Carolyn we're going for Franny because then she'll, you know, which is true. But like this trend of leaving Carolyn out of the vote is getting annoying. It's going to bite somebody in the ass. Yeah. And it's a Carolyn
1: because Carolyn still has her immunity idol. Yeah. So. So I am excited for at some point she's going to get fed up with this. And then she's going to like derail their entire like plan to get somebody out
0: the last time this happened like it didn't work well for them and carolyn like was able so like yeah i'm that's my hope um but they're like we gotta leave carolyn out of the vote so this is when also then danny goes up to heidi and danny's like everyone wants franny and heidi just in conversation like okay so who's everyone and then immediately danny goes look we don't even need you as a number and i was like motherfucker, what? <laughs> That's so
1: rude. <laughs> and even Heidi's face is like, excuse me? <laughs> like, just I, a- ooh, you could tell that, that the mama in her jumped out and almost backhanded him in, across that jungle.
0: And, he's, and then he's like, well, obviously you're you're my number one. If you want to win, you got to do it.
1: So I'm like, okay, so Danny's got to go. So he does that. And then Heidi doesn't do anything to make sure that everybody's still set on Danny going home. Well, she, she starts
0: the process, but seemingly doesn't finish it, which is confusing to me. So like uh, Heidi's like, Heidi, first off says like, look, I'm going to bring my idol to tribal. Like, you know, depending on, you know, how things go. And then Heidi then takes this info to Carson and Carolyn, basically telling what Danny told her about being like, you don't even, we don't even need you as a number or whatever. I love Carolyn. Carolyn is like that. Really? He would say he said that to you. And he's like, I feel she's like, I feel left out. If Danny's going around saying that he has the votes, he because clearly he's not telling me what the plan is. So,
1: you know, so then they should have then made the plan to go after Danny at that. But they never do anything with it.
0: But also Carolyn's like, I don't know if I believe Heidi. She's willing to like like she's like, I feel like
1: Heidi and her are working together. But I also don't believe her. Well, I can understand why she's like, I have two conflicting stories. I don't know which one is true. Yeah. But then Carolyn, so then Carolyn goes out
0: to all the other girls except Heidi. Right. And it's basically like, okay, are we really going to let Danny control another vote in this game? Like multiple. And I'm like, yes, finally, let's like get this together. And like Franny's like, I think Danny's cooking up something. And, and, but also again, it's like, but I also think Heidi's lying. And then Lauren then suggests, what if we take out Heidi? And I'm like, what? Why
1: Heidi? Like, what, like, like, no, back to Danny. Go back to Danny. Like, that was a good plan. We could all get behind that one. Let's just get rid of him. Yeah. Don't even have to wait till tribal. Shove him off a rock. We've seen that works. It's like, <laughs> And Carolyn's
0: like, this is the move. We're going to get Heidi out. I'm like, no. Like, you were planning on Danny at the sanctuary. Now you've had someone bring information to you where you know that Danny is like, you know.
1: Like, why not zero in? uh, This would have been
0: such an easy vote. Yeah. And then Carolyn basically brings it to Carson, and Carson's kind of unsure of this. Uh, There was also a moment where, like, they're all scrambling and, like, doing stuff. And, like, Carolyn and Heidi are looking at each other sort of like, like we're on the same page. And Carolyn does this, like,
1: big tooth smile of, like, like basically pulls her top lip up as high <laughs> as it will go, exposes, puts her top teeth on her bottom lip, and then sticks her tongue out between them.
0: Yeah, I'm, I literally just put in all capital letters. Why is no one suggesting Danny? How did Danny come out of this unscathed? I don't, <sighs> I don't understand it. We go to tribal council. Um, I, I will say Danny, Danny was kind of doing a really good job of framing Franny in terms of like, her challenge wins and being like, you know, the legends in this game, like Rob and, and poverty and, you know, it's going down the line of like, like he was very much narrative setting Franny's story to where, like, it was like putting a target on her. I actually thought he did a good job of that.
1: Yes. But I love how all the people that he named literally did not win their first season. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Like they had to come back to win.
0: Yeah, that's fair. There's this whole big discussion. I don't even remember what this was, but this whole big discussion about Full Tilt Boogie, it's the name of the episode,
1: but like... I, I feel like Jeff just got out on this weird word thing. Somebody probably said it in the corporate office. And <laughs> I
0: saw a great tweet that was like, this whole Full to- Tilt Boogie discussion feels like if somebody put a Survivor Tribal Council discussion in chat GBT.
1: Yes. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That's exactly what it sounds like.
0: Yeah. Oh. Um, Jamie then again oh this was great so Jamie then is like okay so just so everyone's here I'm gonna retell the, what happened with my idol and lays out the whole story and it's like and Kane has my idol and, Kane, and because Kane left I no longer have my idol
1: and then Kane no sells it in the, in the he's like I'm jury. not giving them
0: anything I'm not giving them any reaction to give them any indication
1: I was like what did Jamie do to you <laughs> like, but also like they're not supposed they're, to they're not supposed to say words but, but like, they're they're not supposed to communicate, really.
0: Yeah, it's I thought that, but like mm, I thought that was interesting. Um, oh, and then this is where we get the line that I hated last week in the preview, where Jamie's basically like, you know, they're doing the whole like, yeah, it, everything changes every week. You know, it's you know, new, It's a new game every every week, and it's what I love about this new era. She literally says, "It's what I love about this new era of Survivor. The era of alliances is over." That's not a good thing, Jamie. You were like, stop. Like, Like, it's not necessarily
1: a bad thing, but when we don't have anything to replace the alliance structure, like, because all that we have now is pure chaos. Yeah. Like, I wish that. You know what alliances do a good job of? Helping the viewer follow along. (laughs) But, I mean, I understand because alliances have protected people long after they should have been gone. Sure. But it's not like we have that not happening now cuz we still have Danny here like fucking what's his name one last season and he should not have even been at the end. Oh yeah, Gabler. Gabler. Like how the hell did he get to the end? I have no clue. Um G- so I just I don't understand how people think this is a better game. Now it didn't fix the issues that we had with alliances. No,
0: no. And yeah. And then Heidi is also reiterating like the, how quick the game is. And she says like, you know, you say the wrong thing and you can go home. And I was like, foreshadowing, but it it doesn't end up. uh, Yeah. I was, they were, that was very much a, like, you're basically telling me Heidi's going home. Um, but she doesn't. Um, Franny ends up getting voted out. Um, nobody plays any idols um, or anything.
1: I'm honestly so surprised nobody played an idol because there, there was...
0: Yeah. if I didn't understand the structure.
1: With so, all of these advantages running around, nobody wants to let go of theirs. Yeah. It's like play something god damn it like what are what are you getting handed these idols and things for if they're just going to go home in your fucking pockets it's really almost just an intimidation
0: tactic at this point but that's not as fun like i don't know um franny gets voted out i love that she i mean gets voted out. as like carolyn i have your belt and it gives her
1: her belt which I that was funny <laughs> it reminded me very much of can I have your sweater? Yeah. <laughs> what was that? One Natalie? Natalie, that... can I? <laughs> it was... No? Okay. It was so good.
0: Um, the vote breakdown. So uh, Franny got uh, five votes. Yam Yam, Danny, Jamie, Lauren, and Carson. Two votes for Heidi went from Franny and Carolyn. And uh, the one vote uh, for Danny was Heidi, which th- that's where I'm like, Heidi, you would started the process of getting Danny out, but you didn't finish it? Like, you didn't organize at all to, like, get the people together? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know what that was. Um, but, like, and then Carolyn obviously voting for Heidi gets left out of the vote from everyone else. And based on the preview for next week, Carolyn's pissed.
1: <laughs> oh, especially with Carson and Jam Jam. Yeah. Like, she literally is chewing them out. And rightfully so. Yeah. Good for her. Um, so... I don't know. I think Carolyn's still my pick to win. Clearly, Franny's not going to be in the top three. No. Um, uh, Carson's kind of I redeeming g- himself in
0: my eyes. I wouldn't mind seeing Carson uh, make it to the finals at the end of the day. Danny needs to go.
1: But Danny's got to go or he's going to end up winning this damn thing.
0: I, I've, I've, I, That's my fear. Or he's going to. I could see Danny making it to the end and being the one that's sort of like overconfidently thinking that he's got this and then Carolyn wiping him out in the in the speech. Maybe. I don't know if Danny can weave the speech. I feel like he, based off of what right. we've been seeing these last few episodes, I have a feeling he'll he'll come off very obnoxious in the speech.
1: It doesn't matter. If Danny's on the jury, he's going to be bitter.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: So... Whoever sends him home needs to be in the jury with him.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. But, yeah, so, and we're down to seven,
1: eight? Yeah, we still have Carolyn, Jam Jam, Carson, Lauren, Danny, Heidi, and Jamie. Um, two, Tika, two, Ratu, and three, Soka. Yeah,
0: so, things are shaping out pretty well uh, on the season of Survivor. We've been enjoying it.
1: Um, yeah. Well, three, Tika. I'm sorry, because I'm looking at where they moved to after right, right, they right, did right, that right. tribe sweep. So it's really um, t- three Tika, two, two Ratu, and two Soka.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how everything turns out.
1: Rooting for Carolyn. Yep. Rooting sure. for Carolyn. Still trying to root for Heidi if she can get her shit together. <laughs> um, And probably Jamie is a goat. Yeah. I'd like to see the final three be wall women. I'd like to see Lauren up there if we can have more room for her. Um. But, you know, I'd be ha- the only two right now that I'm not happy with being in the final three would be at this point Jam Jam and-, and Danny.
0: Oh, I could maybe still see Jam Jam.
1: He's started to piss me off here lately. It's just like he's I don't like how quick he is to turn on Carolyn. That's true. For no good reason. Like, she's been super loyal to him, and he's just not.
0: Well, again, they keep thinking, like, well, Carolyn's a crazy person, so she's going to run around and tell everyone the plans. Bitch, when has she done that? She's never done that, really, for the most part. Like, I maybe. Carson's
1: done that more than anybody else on this show. That's
0: the first. Like, literally, Carson's done it the most. He's done it like three times. Yeah. It's frustrating. Team Carolyn. Rooting, written, written for you. Um, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we are talking the latest episode of Vanderpump Rules, and oh my god, it is a
1: doozy! It's always a doozy. Don't go anywhere.
0: Well, hello, friends. I'm your pal in the mainstream media, and, and uh-huh. I'm the Riz. And Thank you, you know, much. Riz, it takes years of i run you a dedicated training before you're worthy to step inside a professional wrestling ring. But it takes even more time to develop complex, highly astute opinions about professional wrestling, am I right?
2: That is correct. And you know where we can find that? Yes. On a wrestling man. That's right.
1: Support Survivors Know by shopping today at survivorsknow.threadless.com. That's survivorsknow.threadless.com.
2: Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at sidekickmediaservices.com.
1: Welcome back to A Gay and His NB. Let's head on over to West Hollywood and talk Vendipop rules.
0: Um, spoiler alert for people who haven't, uh, uh, you know, new change of events. Tom Sandoval's an asshole.
1: Yeah, that's a really new event. We've not <laughs> known about that in the past, and uh, that's just the revelation that we've had this week. I think I would said it last week where, like, like, if this
0: thing still didn't broke, he's an asshole. He's still, like... Mm. Yeah. We'll get to it. So um, they're all, well, Ariana, uh, Tom, Sandoval, Schwartz, and Raquel are driving to uh, Kuyama, which is, I guess, like a ranch area-like spot, because they're going glamping for Raquel's birthday.
1: You know, instead of opening that uh, restaurant that you need to open. What?
0: They literally keep, like, we spent how many episodes being like, we need to open, we need to open, we need to open. Let's go on this glamping trip. What are you doing? This
1: is why they kept pushing back the opening of their restaurant from early spring, which was the original intended date, to November first. Like I get, like I'll give you a wedding, like the like Sheena's wedding.
0: It was a destination wedding. You're in the wedding. I get it. You know,
1: whatever. Do I think you maybe should have cut out the first day or two? Yes, but I also am like, okay, maybe you've already put all this money down. Fine. I get it. I understand. But like this. Yeah. You could have had a party in the backyard with the camp. But like. Or with the uh, tent.
0: But he needed him on. Well, they needed the trip to. And I know this word gets used a lot in, in, and falsely in terms of our community. Sandoval needed the time to groom Raquel. Because that's yeah. what this trip was. Like, like I, I listened to, um uh we listen to this podcast called She Speaks Bravo, and they laid it out perfectly about, like, this also is really predatory, what Sandoval
1: is doing. Yeah.
0: Like, not to mention the fact that he is 40, and at the time of this, like, she just turned 28.
1: Yeah. Also, let's not forget that she was 22 when she got on this show. Yeah. When the show started, she was 17. I don't like, like it. Like, honestly, like. I, I have a very st- strong opinion on where our laws should be in terms of who's allowed to date who. And honestly, this feels icky. No,
0: it's, it's really gross. Lisa is like calling them to, to, you know, and say, oh, have fun and all that stuff. Sandoval's like, Lisa, we'd love for you to be there. You can share a bed with Ariana and I. Stop making jokes. I'm Ew. sick of his jokes. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I am so fucking over
1: it. Because all he's doing is making these jokes so that when somebody brings it up as something serious later, it's like, no, I'm joking about
0: it. <laughs> laugh Clearly, funny.
1: <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, he is <laughs> ha ha laugh funnying this whole situation. It's like you can't just joke about something that you actually did as if you didn't do it. And then when people bring it up later, you're like, no, see, I was joking, so it can't be real. Yeah.
0: Um, Brock and Sheena also arrive as when they get there. Um, and Sheena's like, I have never gone camping in my life. You know, and she's like, I hope there's better be air conditioning, like doing the full Sheena. Uh-huh. Um, th- th- we see, uh, I guess the couple that owns this ranch is Nate and Ricky. They're a gay couple. They're very clearly gay. <laughs> There's one moment later where they they're having dinner
1: and Nate just walks in and goes, "Hey bitches, it's dinner time." <laughs> it reminds me of that the those TikTok gays that you follow that like go yeah. to the hey restaurant. Hey besties, it's
0: the Kodak. <laughs> <laughs> and four to drink where, <laughs> with, a, uh, with a side of homemade ranch. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. Um, Nate basically gives them a tour of the place and they're sleeping in yurts. <laughs> okay. Where it's like, it's, it's fu- is this? I mean, I
1: guess it is, is glamping just when you have beds. Glamping is when it's not Tents with a sleeping bag. Yeah. Well, there's no sleeping
0: bags. They have actual beds in the yurts, but.
1: But yeah, it's basically, it's something above like tent plus sleeping bag. Yeah. So whatever that is.
0: And Brock is like, Raquel, this is like a real life Animal Crossing, which which anyone can play Animal Crossing. Again, there was sort of like this, like, Raquel plays this whole season and really most of the time around the show, like this like dumb girl, like. Young, like so. It, that's why it, also it makes the whole sandoval thing, like we were mentioning, yeah. like even worse. Yeah, uh, um, sh- they're talking. The- Schwartz is like, oh, is there an outhouse? Like, and was like, yeah, there's an outhouse, so you can just pee anywhere. And Schwartz to me is like anywhere. I forgot. earlier in the season, we find out he pees off of his porch. Yeah, just for
1: no reason. And and not just like his porch at home. Also at Schwartz and Sandy's. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like he literally makes a comment at the restaurant, like "No, I pee over there." What? Yeah, health code violation. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it was it was a choice. Oh, um, they start there. They have like a little petting zoo with like pigs and turkeys and sort of stuff like that. Um, and they're they're smashing these pumpkins to feed the pigs. Um, you know. Fine. I was so over this camping. I'm sorry. Like we have posted about it already. Like there was something so icky about this whole trip to where I was just like, I really just want to move on. Like just, I, I I was at the point where I was like, I'm fine watching Lala, Katie and Christina in bathrobes. just talking shit with each other for like I, instead of seeing this cringy fucking, like, you know, trying to give Raquel her sob story. Like, like, I'm just,
1: I'm so sick of watching Sandoval and Raquel and Schwartz gaslight Ariana and everybody else. I'm so sick of it because Ariana so wants things to just be peaceful and she just goes with things. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's so gross to watch it. And it's, it's I mean, sad. I am still watch it, but like, it's, it's real sad. And it's real. Just like, I don't, this is gross. In the this past episodes,
0: in like in the past episodes, I've been like, Tom's a dick. And like Raquel's a dick. But like this was the first, like this episode where it was kind of like, sort of like, came full circle with me. Where it was like, I felt so bad for Ariana. Yeah. Like there, like, well, but
1: she hasn't been, she hasn't spent a lot of time on the screen recently. Yeah. You know, we're, this she, is the first episode. She's been where out of town, and all this of is that the first stuff. episode
0: we're seeing like the real effects of it on her. Yeah. And that I think is like, I think that's why it hit home so hard. So we go to Lala's new office, um, and Lala and James wrote this scene. Come on, office. Yeah, for give them Lala. Um, and she t- talks about how she's doing a photo shoot later with Katie and Christina for her new bathrobes and that. Um, and James is like, yeah, my you know beach party obviously didn't go well. And Lala, <laughs> Lala's like, you know, I didn't love you throwing the drink on Schwartz, but I did delight in seeing him being like embarrassed at the end of the night. <laughs> Which, that's where I was. Yeah. Like, yeah, we talked about that. So then this is where things this is where the puzzle pieces start coming together. And Lala is like I say I saw I saw something I'm going to say something. Uh-huh. <laughs> um so Lala brings up like so yeah James so you know that Raquel slept at Sandoval's after the beach party, right? And James is like what? And she's like yeah, Katie told me. And so then we get this this editing where it's a lot of like
1: Rewind, like like I was so frustrated with it, and they I think they did this because of the way that Lala told the story. Yeah, it's like bitch, you started at the end, start at the beginning, motherfucker. Like, what are you doing? Well,
0: they kind of yeah, they kind of had to as well because of the way the scenes were laid out, and they couldn't show the whole scenes. And this is what clearly a case of like we can't show the whole them walking in that like we clearly they filmed it as if they were going to show this whole thing of Katie and Vanderpump making sandwiches, but like. They're like, we don't have the time, so, like, we gotta... But I thought it was a creative way to sort of, like, follow everything. So she... Lala's narrating over all of this. And she basically like... So Katie was over at Villa Rosa working on sandwiches with Lisa. And they were trying out new sandwiches for the sandwich shop. And then she's like, when Ken then walks in and drops the mother of all bombs. And Ken Todd, (laughs) the messy bitch that he is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just literally walks in. I, maybe there was a little bit beforehand, but the way it just rewinds and cuts to Ken, just going up and, to Lisa and going, I cannot believe that Tom Sandoval had Raquel over at the house when Ariana was away and they were, and they were in the j- jacuzzi.
1: <laughs> it was very much a, is this the line you told me to tell? Okay, great. And Am I like, done now? Can I go back and sit down and sip my tea? <laughs> he's a, and, he's like,
0: and she stayed the night now, didn't she? And Katie's like, "What?" And Ken is just like, "Bye," and walks away.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: this is messy,
0: <Bessie> so bitch. <laughs> this scene, by the way, to talk a little bit, this scene has also gotten the fucking conspiracy theorist theorists out on social media. There are so many people that now think this whole Sandoval thing, Sandoval thing, is fake. Ugh. Which it's like, why? Like, one, you, it just like, well. It tells me you don't know anything about how reality TV works. Yes, scenes can be, like, set in certain ways.
1: And we've definitely seen Sandoval try to orchestrate some shit. Right. But, like...
0: But But there's a difference between what Sandoval's doing and what, like... Like, yes, you have to set a scene where Ken has to come in and tell him... Tell what Lisa said to where then Lisa can tell Katie.
1: Like, but that's not, like... That doesn't mean it's fake. All they're doing is setting it up so it makes sense on camera. Yeah.
0: Like, I remember when the um, uh, Sheena's makeup artist or whatever for her wedding was like doing interviews and being like, well, the producers at one point told us to leave the table we were sitting at. So Raquel and Schwartz could sit at this table, which is the table where they made out at. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but that doesn't mean they told them to make out. Right. Just like Raquel
1: and Schwartz are going to have
0: a conversation. Let's put them at this table. Let's get these cameras here. That's
1: all that is right because that was the table that had the most room around it for cameras. It's the one that had the best backdrop, right? It, like the lighting was better there. Of course, that's what. And they you were have doing.
0: to also think in like any other scenario, like what, like if Lisa got this information, she would just call Katie or do whatever. But that's not how a reality show functions, right? Like someone pointed out, I forgot who, but it was like. When the whole Kristen Jack stuff was happening in season two, Stassi found out about that off camera. Right. But she waited to have a lunch with Christina and Katie to tell them on camera. Right. Because that's how you function and move a story and, and et cetera. This idea that people think this whole thing is fake for ratings. Like the idea that Sandoval one would let him look like this terrible. Like it, it, it doesn't make any sense. So, like, take the tinfoil hats off, guys. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not. It's not that crazy. Um. So we found out that that because Katie's
1: like, how does Ken know all this? Also, congratulations, you have been successfully gaslit by Sandoval because he wants you to believe it's all fake.
0: A hundred percent. Trust. Yeah, it, mm, we'll get into it. Um. So Lisa is like, well, I told, I told Ken. And then you know, because what happened at Sir, and then so we fast forward to uh, or rewind to Sir, and Lisa was doing a tasting menu, uh, a menu tasting or whatever, and with I get with like just Charlie and Raquel, which I thought was odd. Um, that's the only thing where it wasn't.
1: It wasn't just Charlie. There was a table full of people.
0: Yeah, it was like the exact. It was like the owners,
1: and Mm. then like well, they they probably are like team leads or something of like the servers that may that would make sense sure
0: but Raquel basically shows up for this an hour and a half late and and she just walks in like hi and Lisa's like sit down whatever like you're late like what why are you late and she's like you know yeah I just had a late night last night you know I got really drunk and hung out and I was hung over slept through you know yeah, and basically, I was over at Sandoval's house, and we were all in the jacuzzi together, me, him, and Schwartz, you know, and, and, and Lisa- She
1: drops a lot more detail here than is needed. Well, that's the thing. Like, she's an idiot, first off. It's like, I don't think so. We'll get to it.
0: Okay, so you have a theory. Uh-huh. Um, so, and, she, and Lisa's like, where did you sleep? I, was like, I She's like, I slept at Sandoval's house on, on the couch. And Lisa's like, really, girl? And Markel's like, nothing happened, though. And Lisa's like, like, that's not
1: okay. Like, But also, why would you act like that's the assumption? Yeah. yeah. Why would the assumption be that you've slept with Sandoval? The assumption would be that you had slept with Schwartz, which is why I think she's dropping this information. Because we see Sandoval do the same thing in a second with James yeah. telling him just a little bit too much information and then trying to to performatively backtrack. Right. I think the the plan was drop just enough hints to where it looks like you hooked up with Sand or with, with Schwartz. Schwartz at Sandoval's house. Yeah. So that way it gives everyone cover. And this is just more evidence that Schwartz was in on it from the wedding. Yep. I will give him everything before the wedding, but the second the weapon the wedding happens, and we know he caught them at the at the wedding or in late August is what he says. Everything from there on out, he's, he's on actively participating.
0: Yeah, I fully agree. And so Lala's like, so Lisa knows when she smells bullshit, when she smells it. So she immediately after the tasting is done and everyone leaves, she calls Sandoval and Sandoval's in the car with Schwartz, and they're FaceTiming. Um, and LVP's like, you know, Raquel just showed up here an hour and a half late looking like a bag of shit and the Toms
1: are laughing in the FaceTime. That's what I mean. Why would they be laughing? Why would they be laughing unless they were like trying to pl- like, think about it? These two know what's happening. So if they had just been caught, yeah, they wouldn't be laughing. But if they were trying to laugh about the whole Schwartz and Raquel thing, then they would be laughing. Yeah. That's why I I think this was all orchestrated.
0: That's a, yeah, I I don't think you're, I don't think you're wrong on that theory. Yeah. So he's like, you know, we just hung out for a little bit. She literally dipped out. This phrase keeps coming out. She like, she basically, so like, and at one point, like, well, no. And then Sandoval says, I don't know. Like, actually she left early. He says she left early, by the way yeah he mm. yeah and then they go back to LVP and Katie she's like he kept saying dipped out and Katie's like dipped out means she left and LVP's like no she didn't laugh leave cut back LVP's like so she didn't stay the night and Sandoval goes I mean I said she dipped out which is true fun fact if somebody is telling you a like trying to tell you a story of something and then you you ask them like follow-up questions and they they say I say this which is true that means they're lying no one says which is true to like like unless they're lying about the other stuff. Right. Like or or there or there I also think there is a lot of lying by omission
1: that's uh-huh. happening as well. That has happened since season 1. Yeah. with the men on this show.
0: Yeah. So and then Sandoval eventually admits that she stayed the night. And then Sandoval goes, "Dude, I have people crash at my house all the time and LVP is like stop calling me, dude." He th- and then he immediately calls her dude again. And she goes, I am not dude. And I'm with her. I'm not this big on like age sort of thing. But like.
1: But I'm, and I'm also not big on like, I, I'm fully like feel like dude is a gender neutral term. in it's most It's not about cases, gender.
0: It's not about gender. I would not it's call. It's about a
1: familiarity.
0: I would not call either of my parents, whether it be my mom or my dad, I would never call them dude. Yeah. And it's not and that's my parents, but also any parental figures in right. my life. I would never call dude. It's it's really disrespectful, honestly. And you know, cause he because well, he says like I have people crashing my house all the time and she goes, She's not people, Sandoval. Your wife's away and she's a beautiful single girl.
1: And then then that's when Sandoval goes I'm just over this whole Raquel and Schwartz thing. Immediately gets angry, immediately starts yelling at LVP, at LV fucking P.
0: But then pin, but like I said, pinning it on this like I feel like either either what your what you just laid out is what happened or he tried to lie in the beginning, got tripped up on his own lie and then defaulted to the classic of what he's been doing, which is like we just did it to fu- to f- to stick it to the man, quote unquote, and like stick it to Katie. Yeah. And it's like, that's not good. Why does he keep thinking like, I can shit on
1: Katie and that's an excuse?
0: Whatever. Because
1: he's had 10 years of never having to answer to anything or anybody. Yeah. He's gotten away with this bullshit and he thinks he's going to get away with it again. Spoiler alert, he's not. He is going to have to finally fucking write that check
0: yeah so then we cut back to james and lala and james now introduces the information he knows so he says that he went out with sandoval to this like members only marijuana lounge right um and then he told james basically
1: which is such a pretentious thing by the way of course fucking sandoval has a members only. (laughs)
0: like what the fuck yeah so he james then talks about like you know he says okay we were hanging out in the jacuzzi and then she dipped out He uses the phrase Uh dip out again, which by all accounts, like would mean she left. Right. But he's manipulating that phrase. So, and then it cuts to, in this conversation, 116 seconds later, and then he goes, you know, and Schwartz and Raquel spent the night and James is like, wait, what? I thought you just said she left. And then Sandoval goes, no, I mean, she dipped out and went to bed.
1: She literally went into my room, not my room. I mean, I mean, my guest room or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. See, that's when I think he actually slipped. That's the only time that I think he actually slipped. I think everything else was planned. Uh, That was so bad. It was
0: so like, and James is just like, okay. They cut back to Lala and and Lala's like, (laughs) Lala says, go take your degenerate ass elsewhere. I'm watching you. You're a fucking mess. And then Lala then brings up what we talked about last week, which was this Labor Day barbecue. Um, and Sandoval not leaving the party when Ariana called about her grandmother. I love that also Lala brings up this Labor Day party, and they do the rewind thing again. And the first thing we see back from the rewind is just Lala twerking. (laughs) 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 And then Lala also then brought this up later to Lisa and Katie at Sir.
1: Well, and they also have like sinister music behind it, so yeah. that's kind of also what made the twerking that much more hilarious. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and Lala's like Ariana was calling furious. He said, "Okay, I'll come home right now," and he didn't leave for another two hours. And Raquel was there, and so Lala's like with this with the barbecue thing with him Raquel staying at his at her house with the all the stuff that's coming out about them dancing at the Abbey. There's only one logical conclusion, and it's that Sandoval has a thing for Raquel. And Lala explicitly says it. And then Lala says, and you know, Raquel has a little too much to drink. And I literally went, oh my God, if only. If only. Lala thinks that Sandoval's pursuing Raquel, and Raquel is sort of like, like vi- this innocent victim like, in victims. this. Absolutely not. And it's like, oh no, she's not an innocent victim. She's a part of this. And like, we won't we we can't we can't talk about the the finale trailer that came out. Oh, but it was so good. Raquel, oh it was so good. Raquel is evil. I, I'm fully on the camp that Raquel is evil. Um and so Lala's like, you know, the last time he talked about someone like this, like he talks about Raquel, was when he was talking about Ariana when he was still with Kristen. Right. So and then Lala's like Lala says like I don't think Tom and Ariana like the spotlight on their relationship and James is like you know I wonder if the distance just works for them and Lala's like shut the fuck up no the, you know like and Lala's like this I'm I'm I see this and I'm going to say something like I I you know she's like I'm not letting this bone go essentially good on her la, la I love Lala this episode love Lala this season like yeah, we'll get to it later. We go back to the glamping trip. Raquel's forgot her makeup bag or whatever. Uh, she then gives a toast to everyone, to good vi- good friends and good vibes. She can suddenly toast now. Um, And then we get to... Oh, her-
1: right. Because last year she had, like, she almost had a mental breakdown.
0: Merlin, she got her confidence back.
1: <laughs> she got something new.
0: Yeah. And, oh, Raquel in her confessional. These are my true core people. These are my forever friends. These are the people looking out for me that believe in me. <sighs> <sighs> Sheena asks Ariana about the funeral and, and that and Ariana basically is like get tears up again is like, you know, I miss her. I wish I can still talk to her. And her confessional, she's like, I'm not well. I'm really barely barely hanging on, to be honest. And Sandoval perform- does like like, wipes his face as if there are tears coming, but there's nothing. He's dry. Not a damn thing. Dry as the fucking Sahara. Like, ugh. Mm. Uh, Ariana then asks, like, so did anything happen while I was out of town? And then they talk about the whole thing of Raquel sleeping over. And then we find out that not only did... Like, like the Toms also explicitly lied to Brock about it. Yeah. They're, they show them, like, playing basketball whatever, and th- they... Not even the dipped out bullshit. He explicitly like says like, "Yeah, Raquel left." Which no. The, and and but then but he's like, you know, Sandoval's like, you know, on the heels of everything and the whole Katie spreading the whole open relationship stuff. You know, I thought we had to just not tell them that part. Oh, so that makes it okay. Why does he think we would believe him now? He's. Just, Because... He's not only lying, he's admitting to lying and being like, oh, but, you know, can you blame me? But,
1: like, it just, it proves even more that he, during the season, fully thought he was completely going to get away with this, Mm -hmm. and would be able to break up with Ariana after the season was done airing, and... Take care of all of this in the background because he saw what happened with Schwartz and Katie and was like, oh, well, there was a little bit of mess online, but like they didn't really have to answer for anything. Yep. And that's what he wanted. He wanted to be able to break that off and start things with and not not have to answer for Not only did they not
0: have to answer for anything, Sandoval and Schwartz then get to try to push their narrative over what happened in the relationship and how it's all Katie's fault. Right. Yeah. Um and then they all start laughing about like Brock being like, "Oh, you just made it worse for yourself." And they're like, "Oh, we so made it worse for ourselves. Isn't it funny?" And everyone off. This is why they get away with this shit. Like it's it's ugh. we go to uh the uh photo shoot that Lala's doing for her bathrobes and that and Lala talks about being really proud of her business and and that it's basically providing for her daughter and that. Um they all sit down after the photo shoot um, Christina basically asked how the Dawn and Satchel thought of the beach party and everything that happened. And Katie was like, it was kind of, was traumatizing for Satchel. And he's like, he didn't understand why everyone was so mean to me, essentially.
1: Which upsets me a little bit because it's like, well, then why didn't you go, hey, guys, maybe lay off?
0: Yeah, we we talked about it last week, how he should have spoken up a little
1: bit more. And yeah. But I mean, I get it. He's new, but like still.
0: Yeah. And Christina's like, I think what was said was so disgusting by the guys. And I feel and she said it perfectly. She's like, I feel like they probably wake up in the morning and think and they don't wake up in the morning and think maybe I shouldn't have said that.
1: No. And she's right. That would require them to have a conscience.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and Katie's like, I, I just can't with Tom also, like, yelling at me about trying to claim that I'm spreading around a rumor that, like, they have an open relationship, which I didn't. And Lala, But the, then Lala goes, okay, but it's not that far-fetched. <laughs> and Katie's like, no, but I never even said it, though. Like, Right. You know, but Lala's like, no, let's engage it. And then she brings up the whole car hookup thing. And he's like, you know, if we were in a bedroom, he probably would have participated as well.
1: Right. So, you know. And I get that. Also wasn't he like super mad that they were doing that in the back seat and he wasn't able to engage? Right, but they asked for permission.
0: Right. They it wasn't a case of like, you know, like but yeah,
1: he was mad after the fact. Sure.
0: Um and Lala says to her professional, "Look, I know better than anyone. When you have a friend and who's helping you through difficult times and then you add alcohol, you end up sitting on their face." <laughs> uh Christina then says that she's doing a uh, party at Tom Tom in, like, their garden area for her HeartSpring company, which is her, like, like beauty, like, what Charlie said a couple episodes ago, her lip balm company. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it did start as lip balm. Sure. She's, I guess uh, fragrances or, like, toners and things like that. Yeah,
1: face scrubs, all sorts of things.
0: Um, and Katie's mom is in town and to help with some of the something about her stuff and uh, that she's welcome to come. And Christina's like, it's really great seeing them, you know, all of us sort of have like our own like creative stuff that we're doing and it's really women supporting women.
1: And I'm like, you know, like, this is what the show needs to be going this, forward.
0: But like, this is the team, Yeah, like the dream team. Like it's like, this is, you guys are, I don't see how anyone could not be this team with all that's transpiring. And I was saying online, it is so fucking frustrating that if this, this scan stuff didn't break in February, a lot of Sandoval's gaslighting probably would have worked on the audience. A lot of and it is they still would be the working villain. on the
1: audience because a lot of people are still thinking they're the villains. Well, because
0: there's also, there's also people that hate women. And, and yeah. that's what a lot of it is to, in my opinion, sorry, but like they would have been portrayed as the villains. Yeah, been like completely. you're you're trying to like Katie's mad at Raquel, so she's trying to spread rumors about her, and Lala is mad that he she called her a mistress, so they're trying to ruin
1: her life, etc. That was Sandoval's goal. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the picture he was trying to. paint. And it would have worked if it weren't for those dastardly kids and their <laughs> mutt.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, they go, but we go back to the glamping. Sheena's vlogging in the yard. Oh, let me see the yard. <laughs> That's by Sheena. Um,
2: <laughs> okay.
0: It's not that far off. Uh, she talks to Ariana about everything that happened in Beach Day. And and I wrote, and what she thinks that Katie said. Which is it, enough. Yeah. She's basically, again, saying that like, Katie's going around saying you have an open relationship. Which is not what, which is not what happened.
1: Next thing you know, she's going to say, you fucked half of New York.
0: Yeah. There we go. Um, Ariana's like I don't have that kind of relationship I don't have a problem with other people Like I don't discriminate but like I don't That's not what I have in my relationship And we saw that Katie texted Ariana The day that I'm assuming After Sandoval yelled at her And was like you know I don't know how this Got you know twisted I'm not spreading rumors about you etc Ariana's like I kind of Believe it that Katie is only because I know Kate, Katie and Raquel have their issues and,
1: and stuff like that. But why would that blow back on Ariana, her business partner? That's what didn't. What I didn't understand. Yeah. Why you would then go? Yeah, I'm going to target the person. I've got all this money wrapped up in. But the part of it, I think it's the
0: gaslighting from
1: Sandoval. Yeah,
0: I think because Sandoval is framing it as like they want to take down Raquel because they're jealous, mean girl bitches, and they don't care who they hurt in their in their way. Yeah, yeah. And he, and this our confess will be like you know Raquel is my friend and I've always known her as being kind and sweet and loyal and I was like oh no.
1: it was everything that I could do not to just like get sick all over the floor when that happened I was like this this is nauseating this yeah. is and not in like a you disgust me kind of thing but like a gut punch kind of thing yeah
0: it's really sad um they have dinner at the glamping uh, place uh Raquel spills the homemade ranch and everyone's just like Raquel uh, really (laughs) as as if that would be the worst thing she does (laughs) um they all started eating there was that moment also where Raquel's like hey Sandoval you have this thing on your cheek which I thought was
1: every I I saw a tweet to this effect and I I share the the sentiment perfectly every time they catch each other's eyes i just want to jump through the screen Mm -hmm. and strangle them both i it's so disgusting
0: um raquel like bites her lip or whatever on her food and schwartz and goes i mean it's only going to exacerbate her taste for blood and everyone's like huh and she's like i don't want and schwartz goes i don't want to kill the vibe but raquel has a type brock tom be careful tonight and uh, Orkel goes, "What type?" And she goes, men. and he goes, "Men that are taken." And everyone's like, "Ha
1: ha ha. some people uh, some people are think that that think that that's Schwartz like sticking it to Tom. think that I don't know think that he's like doing that in such a way where Sandoval can't. We be ta- mad at him about it. We
0: talked about last week when Shorts said the whole "I think she has a crush on someone else." If like, that
1: bagel place, yeah,
0: it felt like Tom, it felt like Sandoval, like Got, didn't like it. Yeah, he or he liked it. Yeah, he, he had a full smile on his face. Yeah, and that's that makes me think this is part of the scheme. Yeah, and I think he's in on it. Um, and so they asked Ariana, asked Raquel, you know, what's your peach and your pit of twenty seven? Meaning like your rose and your thorn. Yeah. And she's like, you know, I think both of it is breaking up with James, you know, but, you know, obviously the bad parts. But also I found more confidence in myself, you know, and then she starts. Yeah, you got real
1: confident, Mm -hmm.
0: real bold. Um, She starts talking about their friendships. And he's like, we've this is the moment where she's like, we've created our own friendships. And And that's super special to me. And she looked the way she she, looks. I
1: fuck Sandoval across the table.
0: It's really gross. And then Sandoval's just, like, this was, this, this, I didn't, like, this should have given me, I'm not blaming Ariana by any means. I think she's been gaslit and emotionally manipulated. But, like, to me, this would put big red flags in my head, the way Sandoval's just, like, you know, the way you just sort of come into your own and gain your confidence, and the way you, like, showed up at Lala's birthday, you're such a badass, and he's, like, impassioned being, like, you've come into your own, motherfucker, and, like, slams his hand on the, and it's, like, calm the fuck down. That's where I'm just like all the, like this whole like last like five or six episodes. It's like, why are you so invested in Raquel? Yeah, I just
1: I don't get it.
0: This is not like a friend. This is not like how you react with a friend. It's not okay. Um, and so, oh, and then so Sheena then get a text basically about Christina's event. And Raquel's like, I haven't gotten a text yet. So I'm probably not invited yet. And then Schwartz go, su- suggests Raquel be his date.
1: And, and then em- everybody's like, oh, it's such a good idea. I fucking hate these people.
0: And uh, and Ariana laughs as well, which I think, I'm not saying, Ariana's I think la- she's
1: going along to get along at yeah, this point. Yeah,
0: but it's just like. Because I
1: think, because she has been vocal about how she doesn't think that that's okay. That's true. Um, and I think she's just in a situation where she knows if she were to be vocal against it,
0: and it would, point, it would
1: be the, she would be the only person against everyone else there. And well, she just doesn't have the energy. For well, it.
0: Sandoval would probably be yelling at her.
1: Probably and be like, Ooh, Katie controls everything. Bleah. Well, and she's also been going through a lot and just doesn't have anything left in the tank. Yeah. She's so she doesn't have the energy to fight right now.
0: Yeah. So Nate, Nate, the ranch owner is like, I love that. He literally goes, children, children, fire time. Like, yes, please call them children. This is the perfect time to call them children. Um, Raquel's like, it says like, now that I'm 28, I'm going to get my shit together. Good job. Um, And then we get this Raquel sob story that I was so not fucking here for. Of like, you know, my parents want to know what I'm doing with my life now that I've aged out of pageants. You know, I really dreamed of being Miss California and being a role model for girls and women.
1: So then I decided to blow that up. <laughs> huh. And I and
0: and I made sure every aspect of my life was consistent where I wasn't going to fuck up until now. And and like she's like now that I've aged out of pageants I don't have to worry so much about my reputation.
1: So I'm throwing it into the gutter.
0: Literally, like. <laughs> what, also, you don't have to worry about your reputation because you're not in pageants. What the fuck? Like, Because
1: your reputation can get you disinvited from being part of that.
0: But, like, we're not talking. Like, the problem is, even at this point, it's not just like, oh, I'm drinking a little too much or I'm having a little too much fun and the pageants wouldn't like it. You're already being an asshole. You're being an asshole to Katie. Yeah, like bl- like blatantly. So like your reputation's already impugned. So well, like, but
1: that's that's what I mean. Like she's already out of the pageant world at this point. Yeah. So like she knows she's never going to be able to compete again. So now she doesn't have to keep up the good girl shtick. Because honestly, I I believe fully that. The what we've had of her the last six years has been bullshit. Oh, this is the real Raquel.
0: Yeah, I was I was trepidatious for many weeks after this thing broke. I'm not in, not as much anymore. And then Ariana's like, you know, you are a big role model. Like you leaving James and how strong you were. You are a big role model. And then Raquel starts crying, and Ariana hugs her. I'm so mad. It, it I, I don't have the words for how mad I am. Um, and then apparently Ariana and Sando- and Sandoval got her these like vintage Versace shades or whatever. Ugh. And then Schwartz goes like, "Oh, but I didn't, I didn't get her anything. I didn't know we were getting gifts." And Raquel goes, "That's okay.
1: You can give me a kiss." Assholes, I you are hate assholes. It. Hate it because it's all pageantry. Yeah, it's oh all- well. That explains it. Pageant queen. Anyway, go ahead. And Swartz is just like... Well, not queen. She never won anything.
0: Swartz is just like, I found this so funny that like this, what we're having right now is like lighthearted banter. But with other people in my life, I'm being vilified. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: You're vilified by your actions. Yeah. (laughs) Your actions have made you a villain, sir.
0: And then Swartz immediately... Swartz, the only time this season, by the way, then has like a moment of conscience in the moment and is kind of like, you know, maybe it wouldn't be a good idea for you to go to Christina's party, actually, you know. And Sheena's, like, texting Christina to see if Raquel can go. And Raquel's like, yeah, I mean, like, I respect other people. No, you don't. Um, and Schwartz is like, you know, it just looks, it would look like we're making a statement and it'll just kind of add more fuel to the fire. Like, a moment of actual, like, conscious by Schwartz of being like, I mean, it might make Katie feel a little bad. And then, and I mean, then he
1: immediately rips it to shreds, throws it at the bonfire.
0: Now, well, he has this, what, ha- that's, what actually happens is he has this moment and he's like, you know, we'll just add more fuel to the fire. Immediately, Sandoval, who gives a fuck, dude? Like yelling. And it's like, you know, oh, Katie Katie is the, you know, can be like, oh, I don't like you, so you can't go to this party. Oh, uh, you know, she's really entitled. And I was like, am I crazy? He's yelling. At Katie, for something she hasn't even done, and she's
1: not even there.
0: And he's mad at her.
1: He is obsessed with her, and it's insane. Well, I don't. The this is the thing. Notice he steps in and gets angry on Schwartz's behalf when Schwartz starts to have a conscience. Yeah, when has he done this in the past? other times that schwartz goes maybe we shouldn't do this maybe maybe i am being an asshole i I don't mean to
0: like take the blame off of schwartz for no because he's still taking the he's still choosing to be an asshole right but when you look at their marriage and why it ended i i believe sandoval played a big fucking role yeah I, i hope to god for schwartz's own sake that he is smart enough to eventually realize that. But I, I guarantee you the way he's yelling at Schwartz here for just having a moment of conscience like is exactly what he has done in the entire fucking marriage.
1: Sandoval was right when he kicked in the bathroom door and said that Schwartz is a battered wife. But it wasn't Katie that was battering him. It was, it was Sandoval. Yeah,
0: And then Christina then texted back to Sheena and said that Raquel can come. And Kate, And by the way, Katie doesn't, we don't see Katie mad at Christina for uh, inviting her. We don't see any, like, sort of... So, like, Shanaeval literally was mad at Katie for nothing. Yep. And Shanaeval, like, is so excited. He does, like, a Michael Jackson, like, the whole... Like, you know the Michael Jackson move where he kicks the one leg up? And, like, it's like, oh, my God, dude. It's
1: so fucking performative.
0: They're all in the yurts with the galaxy light. I I am team fuck galaxy light now. Like I my,
1: used to think that I might want one just because it'd be pretty, to but no... Yeah, it's like, no. They've ruined it now.
0: Yeah, they've you've literally ruined the market. And Raquel cries. It's like, it's everything I wanted in my birthday. And they hug her and she, they dance. I was so glad we were past this. So then we go. Um, Katie's at her apartment with her mom. Um, and, uh, you know, she's her mom's going to help her sort of work on certain stuff with the sandwich shop and getting it up. And she's like, it's kind of a full circle moment because you used to work for me at, you know, our old, you know, restaurant and stuff like that. So. It was nice to see. I really love Katie's mom. Katie's mom has a moment later, which I love, by the yeah.
2: way.
0: Um, and then we see Lala going for a walk with her mom, <laughs> and I love her being like, you know, I'm still talking to that guy I bumped peepees with, and she's like, <laughs> Lala's like, yeah, you were telling, or Lala's mom is like, yeah, you were telling me that. I was like, la 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 la, and Lala goes, that's what he does too, and it was like, oh my, oh my god. god,
1: I missed this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we then go to James and Allie's apartment, and uh, their cat, Mister Banks, is getting his cone off. Um, and all that, um, James apologizes to Allie for everything that happened at the beach day and for embarrassing her. And Allie's like, look, you just embarrassed yourself.
1: I love her so much.
0: Yeah. And Allie's like, look, there's clearly still anger there. And James like, I disagree. I don't think there's anger. And and Allie's like, okay, but you know that by saying that when you do stuff like that, like it's confusing. Yeah. Like, it seems like you're still mad. And James says... Uh, That it's less about Raquel and more that he feels like he's losing his friends in this friend group, which I thought was interesting because it it made me think like, okay, him and Katie actually kind of are in the same position in certain ways. Yeah. Like, because that's what Katie expressed earlier in the season about like not wanting to split the friend group because then no one would be her friends.
1: Right. Well, and you've got to figure he's already been through this. Yeah. He did like because Katie was on Watch What Happens Live this week after the episode. Uh, and she, or not Katie, uh, Kristen, Kristen Doty, and uh, Kristen was talking about, you know, after everything with James, like I had to go through like some being on the outs in this friend group, and so did James. Yeah, James was like ostracized in this friend group, and, and so was Kristen. But he's already been through being the outsider. He's yeah. already been through being the person that everybody sided against. Which I also
0: really, it makes me really like the friendship with him and Katie that's forming. Yeah. It might be become convenience because they have the same enemy at this point. Right. But I find it really interesting because they used to hate each other. And right. Because they had the whole, you know, that sort of issue.
1: And I, you were talking about how this kind of shows that Ali might actually be the right person for james in the
0: long run i'm starting to question like i'm thinking like maybe she is the right
1: one because she's so far gotten him to be more introspective than he's ever been on the show yeah and she's pulled some thoughts out of him that i don't know that he would have been able to get to before and she holds him accountable for his shit while also like holding space for him to heal yeah yeah like she's She's great. I love Allie. Yeah,
0: she needs to be full time, like fully. Um, We go to Christina's event that's at TomTom and they're setting up and and everyone's sort of filing in. So Katie, Lala, and Katie's mom are sort of sitting together. And then Schwartz comes up and then basically asks them if they want anything to drink. And you were like, I mean, it's his bar. Yeah. And I get that. But with everything we've seen over the episodes, it's like, again, Schwartz trying to get in Katie's space and like sort of right. Like, and Katie's just like, it's fine. Like, like again, no selling him. Um, And that, and Schwartz goes, in Schwartz's world, we would sit down, they would call me a dirty little slut and we would have some laughs. Guess I have to sit in the doghouse for now. That speaks to something though, Schwartz, that you think that you hurt someone and they're just supposed to like, you know know, jones you a little bit and and then they laugh you guys laugh about it and then you
1: move on also i i pointed out when we were watching this you're not in the doghouse you have been dropped off at the pound you (laughs) no longer live here this is not your yard this is not your like you've been rehomed motherfucker you don't live here stop peeing on the bushes
0: you are trespassing
1: (laughs) you are trespassing in this yard you are not coming back in the house. Stop it.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, Lala asks Katie, like, can you get to a place where you can be like, it's all good and just keep your distance? And Katie's like, yeah, when he apologizes.
1: And it's really that simple. That's all she's ever wanted from him is for him to take accountability.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Sandoval, Ariana, and Raquel then all arrive together. And Lala's like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, she literally is like, I feel like I just took a hit of acid. <laughs> <laughs> and this was, I was telling earlier. So Raquel, like, goes up to Katie and Terry, Katie's mom, and is like, hi. And, and, and um, uh, Terry's like, hi. <laughs> and Katie's like, hi. Terry.
1: Terry don't fuck with her from Vegas. Terry
0: doesn't even make eye contact with Raquel. She stares off forward. That's a good mom. Yeah. I love Terry. Terry's like, oh, you don't fuck with her. I don't fuck with her either.
1: Like, like she was already upset with her back in Vegas before everything happened with Schwartz, and it was just like talk about it. Yeah, but then like after the fact, after Mexico, nah, fuck you. And
0: the fact that Katie or Raquel goes on allegedly after this, tri- like after the Vegas trip, to go to Sheena and them and be like, Katie's mom was mean to me, and like you know they set me up. Like, shut up um lala tells them like i used to look at raquel as a sweet human being but now every time i'm in the room with her it's like she's trying to steal my steal my soul it's like she's a very stupid demon (laughs) that was great um so ariana then pulls katie aside to chat about everything um and I, they cut to also James and Allie, like, at, like, Christina's table with all her stuff. And James is, like, smelling her lip balm, but, like, puts it, like, as if he's, like,
1: snorting it. It's, like, it's, like, almost in the nostril. It's like, dude, this is not one of those Vicks sticks. Like, yeah. you don't need to shove it into your sinuses.
0: I, yeah. Um, Katie basically is, like, you know, t- so this is what happened. Katie's, like, okay, so this is basically what happened because I feel like it's getting confused and all this stuff. Like Ali brought this to me about them dancing at the Abbey at one a.m. and that she thought it was weird, and I basically brought up you know like telling him like yours how you guys operate and like you know Ariana's like a homebody and Ariana's like yeah that's true and you know the way that they operate might be unconventional outside looking from other people, right? And it and it, but it was never about sex. It was never about you having like an open relationship. I never, and like. Ariana's like, she said base, she said that you had said that we don't have that we don't have any, th- any rules and that as long as it doesn't embarrass me. And Katie's like, I never said anything about rules and I never said anything about embarrassing you. And uh, and Ariana's like I mean, I, I don't know how she got that. Like and you know, Ariana's like, I mean, I think I'm glad we're talking about this. Like it just feels like if you know, you know, we're getting into business, obviously I don't want, you know, you like saying negative stuff about me. And, like, you know, I know you have your issues with Raquel, but, like, Raquel's one of my closest friends, and I trust her, and I trust Tom. Ugh. Yeah, it's uh, it's frustrating. I'm not saying Ariana needs to apologize to Katie. I think Ariana has, uh, you know, I'm sure Katie d- isn't looking for it, because, right. but I'm just, uh, I f- I'm sure Ariana watches that back, and it's just like, fuck, I should have listened to Katie. And she's like, I understand your issues with Raquel, but, like, it, you know, that doesn't mean I'm going to be, like, Who's Raquel? I don't know her. And I was, someone had posted a comment about this is kind of deja vu to when Kristen and Ariana had their issues. And Kristen was being very antagonistic. Right. But, like, Ariana basically told Sheena that on season four, I think, like, because Sheena was bringing Kristen to events with them. And she's like, I would appreciate it if you either told me or, like, didn't do it. And Sheena's just like, but I can't, I can still be friends with somebody, you know, even though you have issues. And Ariana's like, but I feel like your issue, like my issues with her and what the issues are about should inform your position on her to where you wouldn't want to be friends with her.
1: Yeah. And that, I remember you had brought that to, like, you brought that up at home. It's almost like Ariana's doing the same thing, sort of, but not really because Kristen was on a two year long campaign to ruin their lives. As opposed to Katie going. And like, Katie's
0: not saying don't Katie's be friends not, with Raquel. Katie's
1: not saying don't be friends with Raquel. She's not saying don't bring her around. She's saying, hey, my ex-husband decided to be an asshole, so I don't fuck with her. Yeah. That's it. That's the end of that. Yeah. So I feel like those are vastly different things. Sure.
0: And, Kate, and I don't think it's hypocrisy. I think no. people are quick to be like, oh, hypocrisy. I think it's. People get put in different positions in life and don't always even think clearly to like, oh, wait, like, you know, let me think right. back seven years ago. Right. I a
1: literally every seven years, every cell in your body is different. So yeah. you were literally a different human being back then. I, you can't expect me to be the same personality either. Right. Like I just
0: So Katie basically, because she, because Ariana says Raquel's a good friend to her and Katie's like, I mean, I hope she's a good friend to you. You know, I just find have it hard to believe that Raquel is shitty to some people and a good friend to others. Yeah. This seems like, like, Katie's like, this seems like a person. It's not like she did something I didn't like and I'm mad at her. This feels like a personality issue at this point. And I think she's right. Yeah. It's not a slip. This is her personality. Yeah. This is who she is. She literally does, like, Katie told her this would make me sad And she even said with her words later, I don't care about hurting Katie's feelings. And to me to explicitly say something like that over someone
1: who doesn't hasn't done anything to you. Well, and it's also one thing if she had said to her face, you know, I don't really care if you don't like this. If I have feelings for someone, I'm going to pursue them. Period. End of story. If she had said that. I would at least have a little bit more respect for Raquel, but she didn't. She lied to Katie's face and said, I would never do that to you. I'm not going to cross that line. You can trust me and then turn around and did it anyway.
0: Yeah. But, but Ariana and Katie luckily come to a resolution and Katie's like, I don't believe you are in an open relationship. And and Arianna's like, yes, bisexual monogamous. Yeah. (laughs) Different thing. But they come to a resolution, which I was really happy about. And like, I feel like Sandoval wasn't happy about because I feel like he wanted this. Oh, whole, yeah. Both from the he hates Katie, but also I I think he wants their sandwich shop to break up. Oh, I'm sure he does. So Raquel and James. Then
1: Especially sit, now.
0: Yeah. Raquel and James sit down to talk. The, and this conversation, I love that James immediately is like, oh, it's a really cute bag. And Raquel's like, yeah, it was a great present
1: you bought this for me. And James is like, did I? (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, his brain was about 98% Coke back then. Yeah. Uh, And like Raquel's
0: like, so I feel like I, 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 you know, a lot happened on the beach and James is like checking his hair in his phone, which I thought was a good power move. Like James says some stuff in this conversation that like we said, it's, it's harsh and mean at this
1: point. But But I don't even necessarily think that was this like, I don't think James can focus that hard on a conversation.
0: Yeah. He was
1: literally just doing something with his hands. Yeah.
0: But some of the stuff later too, it's like, yeah, it's harsh and mean, but it's going against rehearsed because now that Lala has said that everything that Raquel says is rehearsed in her brain beforehand, I can't not see
1: it. Oh yeah. Everything is a prepared pageant answer. Yeah.
0: And Raquel's like, I was hurt by your comments at the beach and like, you know, you know, you shouldn't have any regrets in life, basically. And James is like, you know, I used to live my life like that, but I feel like I've realized that I need to grow and learn from my past mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> and Raquel's like, I just feel like sometimes you say things just to want because you want to hurt me. And James is like, well, you've always felt that way. You've always felt that way. And, you know, you know, I, yes, I regret, element. you know, you grow and you regret things sometimes. And Raquel's like... I don't regret anything about our relationship, you know, and you shouldn't regret, you know, but clearly you have regrets. And James in his confessional goes, of course I regret Rochella. It was an epic proposal and it was wasted on you. (laughs) (laughs) James then says, James is like, look, I'm glad that you've grown. You've grown into a completely different woman, not saying that's good or not saying that's bad. I just don't know you anymore. And I think that was a, Good cutting line by yeah. James. And he's like, he's like, you've grown, and you've done a lot of exploration. <laughs> <laughs> More than you know. Yeah. And Raquel's like, yeah, that's part of life. That's why I do everything in life. And that's why I don't regret anything. And James just goes, cool. And that's it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Jeez.
0: I think someone said it, like, She's playing the victim to a certain extent. I'm oh, not yeah. saying James wasn't a bad boyfriend. He clearly was. Yeah. But he after the fact, she's playing victim in this moment. Yeah. She's why are you having this conversation with James in the in the first place, by the way? Like you only want to portray James hold James to account for the shit in his past. And yes, I you know, certain I don't think James is great, but like I see the motives now of why you're doing it. While you're constantly having those moments with Allie where you're like, well, you'll learn eventually. It's it's like, it's all setting up the, like, the path in which to make yourself the victim in in this whole thing. And it's like, I'm not saying necessarily even in this case that you weren't the victim in it. But it's to garner sympathy for the shit that you're doing now right that is fucked up
1: it's all part of i guarantee you this is all part of the sandoval narrative
0: Mm -hmm. so we go to so lala and ariana this is this scene so lala and ariana start getting their goodie bags together for christina's stuff and they start talking and ariana's like yeah this summer's really trying to do me in and then ariana goes how have i not faked my own death and just like disappeared and i immediately said to you
1: that sounds exactly like what Sandoval said at the Howie Mandel interview. It sounds
0: exactly like something that Ariana would actually say, and Sandoval then twisted to make it seem like she said she was going to kill herself yeah. and, leave the, and leave the state. And, or leave Literally. the state. Because I was like, Ariana doesn't talk like that. This is how Ariana
2: talks. Yeah.
0: And I, gar- I, oh, I, I can almost guarantee you that that's what Sandoval did. Yeah. So then they start talking and Lala then brings up the barbecue. And so Lala goes, you know, Tom came up to me and was like, Ariana's really mad at me right now. And Ariana goes, you know, because he couldn't get a ride because Jason left his, his ride. And Lala then asks, like, you know, you know, shouldn't he have just like gone though? And Ariana's like, yeah, but I don't think he knew that he left. And Lala's like, no, he did know because I was standing right there. And immediately Ariana goes, Tom, come over here.
1: She's like, because I'm not going to do this thing where I stand here and defend him to you. Like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Because I feel like she's, she is starting to, to realize that she's getting caught in the middle between Tom and everybody else. And she's like, fuck this shit. You argue for yourself.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to argue for you.
1: I, I'm not doing this.
0: So, Sandoval comes over and Arna goes, so Jason said he was leaving the party and then you said, no, I'm actually going to stay. And, and Sandoval goes, what? <laughs> and and he goes, No, Jason was like, dude, I'm dipping out. So now dipping out means leaving. <laughs> so just so we're clear. He goes, No, Jason was like, dude, I'm dipping out. And Ariana goes, Right. And then you chose to stay longer. And Santa goes,
1: I guess. I, I don't know. You don't know what you chose to do?
0: And then James then comes into the frame, by the way, and starts listening uh-huh.
1: clearly. Because he, he walks by and then literally steps back and like, tilts his ear towards the conversation. It's like, bitch, I know when you're sipping tea, you're over there mopping this up with your little biscuit.
0: And then Ariana goes, you know, I found out my grandma uh, had died while you were there and you were about, uh, and you knew that about that. And then Jason said, I'm going to leave. And then you said, I'm going to stay. And then Ariana like smiles as if to be like,
1: really bitch. Start talking.
0: (laughs) And then Sandoval goes, well, yeah, I kind of figured you wanted to be alone. What? You're not that dumb. You're not that dumb. You kind of figured she wanted to be alone. Why would any human, just in human society, when they lose a grandparent that is so close to them, like in this case, Why would they want to be alone from their partner?
1: Some people need space on their own. Fine. Wonderful. Space and. But she does not have a history of that. And also. You literally, you were there with her when her father died. She wanted you there with her on the anniversary of when her father died. Yeah. She wanted to be with you when Charlotte died. Why would she want to be separate from you when her grandmother died? That doesn't make sense. It's not her track record. Because he doesn't listen. Because he's making shit up as he goes. So, like, um, I saw She Speaks
0: Bravo say this. Ariana has told him across the relationship over and over again what she needs and what she wants when it comes to having sex, when it comes to love, when it comes to those moments. He has tol- she has told him that explicitly multiple times over the years. He doesn't. Fucking listen.
1: She's very good at setting boundaries. She's not so good at holding to those sure. boundaries.
0: Yeah. yeah and, and she talks about that a little bit later. She's like, you know, but also like, I figured you wanted to be alone. She's literally calling you. Saying on come the, home. Come home. And she says that. She says, then I was like, why can't you come home? And you said you couldn't get a ride. And then Ariana, her confessional, is saying like, you know, when my dad passed away like 10 years ago. Sandoval essentially, like, leaped up and picked her up and, like, did, you know, you know, was there for me. And we weren't even together at the time. Yeah. And now it kind of feels like maybe he doesn't think I'm as important anymore. But that's the thing. That, the key of you weren't together at the time when he did
1: that is the key. Because he wasn't trying to get you. He was trying to use you to get away from Kristen. Well, yes. But, like, he, it's the pursuit
0: Right. If Raquel, if some God, I'm not saying, but, like, if someone in Raquel's family had died at
1: this point, he would have gotten up and packed his bags and fucking flown right to her. But give it three years, and he won't give it a, a bit of mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and Sandoval just is like, I should have, about, like, you know, you coming home, and she's like, I should have. I mean, I just figured, like, I don't know.
1: There's no, like, apology there's no like, sorry, I, sh- I, I did the wrong thing. He, I'm realizing in this moment, he's trying to be Schwartz. Yeah. You know how Schwartz just kind of goes limp when he gets caught in mm. something? He just kind of goes, get that pathetic yeah. limp. He's trying to do that because he's seen that it works for Schwartz. But, uh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. what he's trying to do. And it's like, it does, you can't wear this suit. Yeah. Schwartz can't wear this suit anymore.
0: And then this, well, yeah. So, and this is the saddest part. Because then Ariana, like, he's, Ariana's caught him. Like, it's he's floundering at this point. But Ariana then go like, Ariana then puts on her, like, defense mechanism, essentially. And is like, I mean, Lala was wondering why you didn't leave with Jason. That's why, you know, I'm asking. And Lala's like, I mean, I don't need to know. I'm not in a relationship with him. And Ariana's like, I mean, I was fine with what went down. I wasn't upset about it.
1: Yeah, but you didn't know he was lying to you.
0: Right. But, like, it, that's clearly, like, her basically being, like, putting in the back of her and being, like, I have to just, like, swallow it. I can't, like, you know, be mad at him in this, in this moment. And that's the, I'll say it, it's the abuse of this relationship. It's... And then Lala has such an amazing line. She literally stops Ariana and is, like, you know, I just want you to know, though, like, it's okay to say I wanted you there that day. And yeah. you could, t- I feel like Lala through therapy through her stuff with randall through all this bad stuff can like she saw ariana folding in that moment yeah
1: and and shrinking yeah i mean you can, it's on the screen you she literally takes a step back
0: yeah and
1: and good on like
0: lala is a, such a good friend and like she's been such a good friend to ariana even when she i mean she had issues with ariana last season and is still able to like stick up for
1: her in these moments like she's been such a good friend to katie with the short stuff oh and the the thing is is that lala is someone who if she sees something that's not right and not fair it doesn't matter who you are yeah she's gonna fight for you
0: yeah she's she's a woman who supports women yeah (laughs) like famously famously Um, but notice, so this whole time leading up, Sandoval does the whole, like, I don't know, like, sort of like, yeah, I guess, whatever. As soon as Lala says the whole, it's okay for him to, say, for you to say, I wanted you to be there that day. Sandoval then immediately switches and goes,
1: and I he, couldn't get a fucking car. And he literally, you see his body language change too. Yeah. Like he square, he was facing the table, like, like cheating both of them. Like, oh. um, but like kind of standing between them. Mm-hmm. And then the second that that happens, he squares his shoulders on Lala and starts screaming.
0: Yeah. I couldn't get a fucking car, you know? And, and like, he's just like, but I couldn't get a fucking car. And Lala's like, Tom, I was standing right there with you and Jason. And, and Sandoval goes, no, I know. Yeah, 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 I know. And then Ariana goes, you said you didn't know Jason had left. Cause you were taking a shit. Yeah. And Sandoval's just like, well, and no, nothing. He has
1: nothing. Yeah, because he went back into pathetic mode.
0: Yeah, and Ariana's like, you realize that you put me in a position with this where people ne- will think that I'm a fucking idiot, and he, and even for that, like, even that is Ariana, like, don't is almost her her saying you don't have to apologize for not leaving, but apologize for lying to a uh, like it's crafting a story now to where you've made me kind of look stupid in this moment. And even then he won't apologize. Yeah. He literally goes, okay. And shrugs. Uh, and Ariana, Ariana says like, you know, the way I am in, in a relationship, I'm ride or die for Tom, but I look like an idiot when I'm Tom's number one stand and he isn't mine. Right. And that's, yeah. And that's how the episode ends. Oh, it, it the the uh, I I'm like so infuriated at this, like the idea, like I don't know how Sandoval at least in this moment thought that he could get away with looking
1: squeaky clean in the season. Oh, I well, I mean, at this point, he he doesn't i think he's trying to do damage control in the moment yeah and he sees things start to unravel but he's like we've only got a couple episodes i only have to get through a couple you know uh, a few more days of filming and then everything's off screen and nobody's going to be talking like this to each other anymore and it's fine we can start hiding things
0: and but my my thing is like he tries on like to the howie mandel podcast he's like you know i yes i made a mistake cheating on raquel but you know my mental health and he, and he makes that the excuse. Or Ariana, yeah. But, like, he makes the mental health the excuse. How does the mental health explain the lying? How does it explain not going to the funeral? How does it explain, like, like the just complete manipulation at this point? How does it explain, like, you being just a shitty person to Katie? How does it explain any of these other things?
1: Yeah, it doesn't. It, that, that's the answer. He, he's a narcissistic asshole. He's a manipulative, abusive piece of shit. And I'm so glad that everyone sees this shit now.
0: Yeah. Next week is what was what was supposed to be the finale. Where
1: right. It's the something about her, like, got the space party yeah. or something. And,
0: oh, Raquel's already pissing me off in the preview. We won't go into detail, but, like...
1: But rem- reminder that when Lala was on Watch What Happens Live... I think that that what was in the clip is what they were talking about of how could she say that to
0: her. Yeah. It's it's evil. It's really fucking evil. And then after that we then get the actual finale with all of the new footage.
1: Post scandal. It's
0: post scandal. And the, like we mentioned the trailer before it is chilling. Like, Kristen Doty going full Mr. Burns' hands. It, <laughs> it was, was so good. So perfect. Um, Yeah, that, sh- that should be exciting. And then the reunion is shortly after that. So, like, Vanderpump Rules is amazing right now. If you're not watching, watch. They had their highest ratings this episode at, like, 1.4 million. Like, they're killing it right now. Yeah. Rightfully so. Like, it's some of the best stuff on TV. Love Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And hate it. Hate it. Hate it at the
2: same time. Yeah.
1: Alrighty, we are now into the tops and bottoms for this week. We've got uh, Jersey, we've got Survivor, we've got oh, Vanderpump. Uh, what, are you, what are you thinking, babe? Tops and bottoms.
0: My uh, top for this week, I'm actually going to give it to Dolores over on Jersey. I really love the the lunch with Frank. I thought it was such a good, like, sort of, like, Dolores is such a really well-rounded character that I think a lot of people don't always give her the most yeah. credit for. Like, her background, what, it, what her background informs her. Like, I think, I thought she handled the thing with Frank really well. I thought it was really conducive and, like, interesting to see her perspective on certain things. And I like the way, also, she maneuvers in the group, too. Like, the way she's able to, sw- people were like, oh, she's Switzerland. But I think you need somebody to, like, sort of see different people's side in different moments. I, I really think Dolores is a great asset that, like I said, doesn't get enough appreciation sometimes from the fan base. Um, so my top will go to her, my bottom. I mean, how can I not give my bottom to the man who like is completely lying about going, not going why he's not going to his girlfriend's grandmother's funeral. Like that's like, like it's Sandoval. Like, you know, like there's something so disgusting about his lies and his, like the narcissism, like we mentioned, but also the misogyny Uh and like how those are underpinning it also is just like so cringy and disgusting and like is he i don't see a bigger villain on bravo this year yeah or in a while since him yeah i i I really don't see it um so yeah my bottom will go to him
1: what do you think babe um my top is going to go to um no i'm gonna i'm gonna switch it around again do my bottom first my bottom's gonna go to raquel just because it's, like, all the shit that Sandoval is doing is awful, but it's so overt. It kind of, it's, to me, less disgusting than this buddy-buddy thing that Raquel's doing with mm-hmm. Ariana. It's so insidious. It is, it it literally turns my stomach. Because... This is someone who is chumming up right up underneath Ariana, right? Right. And like gaining every bit of her trust. Like Sandoval, we like the, we know what he is, even though like some of it has been veiled for a while. But like Ariana already knows this guy's not the best person ever. Yeah. Right. Um, but Raquel is just coming in here and like like there's a um there's a saying that you can't get stabbed in the back by someone you don't trust enough to turn your mm, back to yeah and that's what this is it's it's so disgusting and it's so like i and she's done it
0: like not just to Ariana. Ariana, I mean, is the worst person she's offended in this whole thing, but, like, to she- I would say she's done it to Sheena to a certain extent as yeah. well. Like, looking back, I'm like, I understand why Sheena allegedly might have punched her in the face. Like, yeah, she looks like an... Sheena looks like an idiot this season because of what Raquel and, oh, Sa- yeah. and Sandoval have done to her.
1: Yeah, 100%. She used Sheena as a as a shield and then used that as cover so that she could do what she did to yeah. and it's just it as someone who values my friendships mm-hmm. so much this like this is so violating it's so like i've said it disgusting and insidious and gross and honestly like as entertaining I I wish that we could have the solace of knowing that this was a scripted show yeah. and that it was all fake and like like then I could just like let go of all of that and just enjoy the drama on the screen but knowing that these are real people and knowing that this like Machiavellian like uh sinister bullshit is happening over here and literally hurting a genuinely good person like Ariana, it sickens me. It sucks.
0: It really sucks. Like, yeah. So
1: on to the positive, because <laughs> I did not want to end on that because yeah. it's so gross, is my positive, my my top for the week is Lala. Oh, because yeah. she's she came in here like fucking, like, Inspector Gadget, uh... <laughs> like uh sherlock holmes connecting all the dots i expected her to pull out a whiteboard and start like drawing diagrams on how things connected and like with or like a cork board and the red string like what's that show that that famous or that like like criminal minds or something no there's like a it's like a maybe it's arrested development or something oh where he where it's like the guy's a conspiracy theorist that he's like going crazy but he's got like a uh, corkboard of all this stuff and red string like mm. connecting the dots and all of this link like i almost expected like a uh, a thing like that in the confessionals <laughs> where we could get like all of these dots connecting things and like it's just impressive how she was able to Inside of it. Because it's really easy from our perspective yeah. back here behind the screen.
0: Knowing everything now.
1: Knowing everything now to really pin everything together. But she's doing it in the moment with no notes, no Twitter threads to kind of pull things together. She's doing it just with her brain. Yeah. And that's, that's fucking impressive. And then the way that she stood up for Ariana at oh, Christina's yeah. party. Like good on you that bitch is a ride or die and she is someone that anyone would be lucky to have as a friend fucking lala can't man give it up to her hey thanks for tuning in to this episode of a gay and his envy join us next
0: time for more of our recaps and hot takes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening and check us out on our social media at a gay and his envy on all the platforms
1: A special shout-out to Shane Ivers, who wrote Pulsar, the song we use for our theme. I'm Eamon. I'm Merlin. And And we're we're out.
0: out. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.